this is Spotlight, the official podcast of Grapple. I'm Benno. I'm Joe. And I'm JP. And our top ten of the year is in the books and we're back here for a, a regular show. It feels like it's been forever. How are you, lads? Doing all right, I have to say. Just trying to sort of... The amount of stuff, like watching in preparation for the top ten show. Mm. Like, I have to admit, I, my head was all over the shop after we'd recorded that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why? Well, just having watched all of these kind of like sort of big match after big match after big match. There's a little bit of fatigue. I was telling you about this, whereas you've kind of had a bit of a uptick in watching loads of wrestling, haven't you? Well, I did up until when I was preparing for it. I did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was on I was on one mm. uh, post Tokyo Dome after a bit of a Christmas break. But I can't say I've watched really anything <laughs> <laughs> since we did the... <laughs> The hundred. Uh, what have I watched? AEW and the Tessa Blanchard Sammy Callahan match. Oh, good. We can and talk about that. There you go. Yeah. And that was only so I could talk about it on here. But <laughs> I, I've not watched anything else. Sorry. Life of Podcaster Joe. But that's the thing. Like, we, we, it won't be a review heavy show this week. We kind of uh, covered that last week. But yeah, I think JP, your problem was you were out there watching every All Japan match known to man, watching all the young boy matches back. <laughs> You had you had, you had a big you had a bigger job than the rest of us. So I'm always the canary in the coal mine, like I've said several <laughs> times before. So it's I end up watching like a, a, like three Ben K matches and that Endo versus Takashita match, mm. which is which is fine. Joe's just sat over so he's shaking his head in, in just like befuddlement. How'd you get it all in? Bus journeys. <laughs> I was gonna say that's how this works. Bus journeys travel. What do the other passengers make of it? They're on my phone. Sorry? You ever get people peering over your shoulder, like wondering what on earth I've, you're watching on your I've phone? Almost just giving up caring if they do. It's like there's nothing wrong with this. Yeah, I used to watch wrestling on trains quite a lot. Yeah. On my laptop. And I used to get all manner. I remember watching PWG once. I remember I was watching like a Biff Busey against Trevor Lee match. I oh, know, was it was it Trevor Lee, Mike Bailey? I remember that I was losing my mind for one of the matches, I remember. Mm. And I had lots of people having a weird look and wondering what was going on. <laughs> I also remember watching an episode of Raw once on my laptop and there was a bloke sitting next to me who was clearly a lapsed fan. Yeah. He was like well interested. Yeah. He kept sort of looking in and then he started asking me questions. I was like, ah, okay. <laughs> I know what's going on here. That, that sounds like your worst nightmare, by the way. Like a wrestling fan. Yeah, he, was all right. he was all right. <laughs> we were on the way back to Southampton. He was a Saints fan as oh, well. Totally. Okay. He had a Saints jacket on. So he, he was all right. Yeah. We were having a chat about football afterwards as well. So it wasn't wasn't too bad. Could have been worse. I've had that happen. I remember like being on the uh, on the plane to Tag League, actually, to BXW. I've just bought my ticket uh, for Carrot as well. I'll mention that in a minute. But I remember being sat there and there was a lad next to me. You could tell. I was watching the debut episode of Dynamite, something we're going to be talking about heavily today. And I could see him peering over and you could see, like, I think when Jericho came on screen, I felt like his eyes lit up. And I was thinking, yeah, he's well going to strike a conversation. He never did, though. And I didn't see him at WXW either, so he probably wasn't going out uh, for those reasons. But I don't know. I've seen worse on, on like, public transport. Like, I don't know if I've ever, ever told you guys when you came up to uh, Liverpool and we got the uh, the Mersey Rail train that JP uh, thinks is as good as the Tube. Uh, oh, yeah. Just because it's got, like, three underground stations. But I've been on you the... never hear about it, though. <laughs> like, I was like, what the fuck quiet. is underground? This is... <laughs> 
<laughs> it's only in the city centre. There's only a couple of stops. Mate, it's it mainly. was never in Brookside. It's not in boys. <laughs> it's not in boys and the black stuff. It's not in bread. Uh, those shitty yellow Mersey Rail trains that they're finally replacing. But I've genuinely been sat there while some fellow was watching porn on a, on his uh, phone. And like it was the weirdest train journey Jesus. ever because he was sat there watching porn on his phone, and there was like this smackhead woman who was stood there drinking like a. She had a can of tenants and she had a pram, but she didn't have a baby in the pram. She just had a shopping Thank in the pram, Christ. and she kept she kept like nudging me in the side, going, "Look at that weirdo over there!" And I was thinking, "Fucking hell." What was, is it, was it Tenant Super? I'd imagine it was. It's got. Ooh. It's going to be like that or Super Bark or something like that. Yeah. Isn't it? It's got like the strong stuff. When I used to work in an off license, you knew the uh, the Alkies when they uh, they came in and ordered that stuff. Yeah, no good happens with that stuff. First beer I was ever given was a special brew. My mate's oh, that's dad. The bad stuff. Yeah. Honestly, my mate's dad. When I was fourteen, he, <laughs> I, he was. A, Basically, an alcoholic and yeah. was going through like a midlife, going for a divorce, a bit of a midlife crisis at the time. Oh, Had yeah. a wild porn collection as well. <laughs> Seriously, like, you know, when you find like just a sack of tapes at yeah, yeah. 14, yeah. and it was like mid 90s stuff that had been recorded in like Scandinavia that he clearly got from some like dodgy skybox. And yeah, we found a. a Good few of them uh, <laughs> complaining, but yeah, he walked in one day with like two cans. It was like, here you go, lads, like me and two mates. And we shared two cans of Carlsberg special brew between Jeez, us. Jeez, you must have been arsehole. I was. I was like, oh, I don't really know what's going on. And this is <laughs> fucking disgusting. Yeah. But I didn't drink beer again for like a good year, 18 months afterwards. Because oh it was, God. it was vile. Yeah. In your brain, that's what all beer tastes like, isn't it? Oh God! I I did at, um, when I worked on Holloway Road, quite near the um, Emirates Stadium. Um, there was it's like somebody's leaving do, and there was a Waitrose next door, and so somebody said like, "Oh, go and get some drinks to bring up." This was <coughs> Friday about four o'clock. Of course, you were shopping at Waitrose. <laughs> Actually, at the, that point in time, you could go in there and get like an, a really kind of good pasta lunch, quite re- reasonably cheap. <laughs> Just to like eat religiously. Waitrose, cheap. Waitrose, yeah. Cheap. Did he do a meal deal in Waitrose? This is like the very the early 2000s we're talking I, I about. I think the Waitrose meal deal I've seen before is like a fiver. I think it's like Jesus. a premium meal deal, I think. It's in a fucking airport. Christ. That money. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> digress. They'd asked me, like, oh, what drink we should get? For a laugh, I said special brew. Lo and behold, they came up with like about fucking, was it 30 cans of special brew? 30? Yeah. And it was just oh, like, like I palette. tried drinking it and I just went, this is awful. And this is a joke that's gone horribly, horribly <laughs> wrong. And it was the voluntary sector. So a lot of people were just like completely unaware. I was like, oh my God. A couple of them were absolutely shit faced after a couple. I left. I left as soon as I could when it at five o'clock. I was like, I'm running a Holloway Road tube and I'm just pretending that last hour never happened. Absolute dog sick, that stuff. Yeah, I remember I was on a bus in Brighton as well once. So my mate was at uni, I had quite a few mates at uni in Brighton, mm. sort of mid-2000s. Um, we got on the bus and these two um, alcoholics got on as well, sat on the back seat with us, started talking to us. We're like, have a can, lads. Tenant super. I was like, I can't really say no. You know, yeah. when you feel really intimidated by a couple yeah. of unpredictable alcoholics. I was <laughs> 18 at the time. And, oh, it was fucking disgusting. I think we got off at the next stop and we're like, right, gotta get off here and just dumped them in the bin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, see, that, was a, that should have been a happy no moment, good. Joe. The first time you're on a train drinking beer, and you find out you're allowed Bus. to do that. Bus, sorry. It's supposed yeah. to, it should be a big moment, that, Joe. I'm sad for you. 
Look, I was having a good day out in Brighton. I think I was quite hungover as well. I think we had quite a big night out. The not, I, was, I was 18. Hair of the dog. Super oh. teas. I, I, don't, I find hair of a dog doesn't work in my no. experience. Cup I, of tea works. I find it a myth, to be honest with you. Um, but yeah, nice day in Brighton. I wanted to just, you know, sit on that pebbly beach. Maybe find the um, back alley from Quadrophenia, possibly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> See the sight of the mods and the rockers uh, rock in the early 60s and see if you Vespers scooting past. Not have a can of ten and super of a couple of Alkies who were hanging around that day. <laughs> Did you manage to get that dream when you went back for Riptide? Did that at least sort you out? Uh, I've been to Brighton loads of times, mate. So uh, We found like a... I've was, lived the dream in Brighton many a time. It was Good a stuff. decent pub we found there, the venue, wasn't it? I don't know, was it? Yeah. Afterwards, we had, we had, oh, we had a good oh, session, yeah, didn't we? Yeah, so, yeah, Brighton's good for that. We found a craft brewery there, I think, before the first time we went. Mm. Did, did we? I can't, I can't remember. Sure. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah that's that, what I picture Brighton as like craft breweries, not like uh, alcoholics drinking uh, tenants and superbuck. L- lot of vegans, lot, mm. lot of um, lot of uh, bohemian types. Let's say vegetarian shoe shop. That's been there for years. There's still a place. good vibe to the place. Oh yeah, I like, well, like Brighton. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's very bohemian, very liberal. So it's like great. And I've had some really good nights out there. Yeah. Well, I suppose the one place that's got a Green Party MP in the country as well yeah. is going to be quite green, really, isn't it? It is, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> you, wear, you wear vegetarian shoes, Benno. What were your veganuary? Look, I'm, I'm, try, I'm trying my best, Joe. We've got 10 days left. Uh, I've had a couple of uh, weak moments. I, I might call it vegetarian. I'm worried now. I went to my mum's and she wanted to make mince for tea. And I asked her, uh, I was like, oh, can I, do you do, can you do like a, a vegan version? And she used corn mints, which isn't vegan. They've got egg in it, hasn't it? Uh, free range egg, which I think is fair enough. I think that's close enough. Corn uh, mints like does horrible things to my insides, not going to lie. I much like I can't it. Eat I much prefer it to the regular stuff, even when like I'm not doing like the full vegan January thing. I just mm. think like real mints just got like the smell of death around it. I just don't like it. I hate cooking it. Yeah, I'm it's re- horrible, I don't mind it? it when I'm eating it, but I hate cooking it. Hmm. Quite used to it. I've got both. Eh? Well, you're just a meaty sort of fella. I am, you? aren't yeah. I? Meat and potatoes sort <laughs> of like. And what kind of matches do I like? Beefy fuckers. Yeah, yeah beefy, beefy fuckers. You don't oh. like those vegan wrestlers like your, that, your Zack Sabre Juniors and your Trent Sevens of this world. Pete Dunne. I quite like them, I don't Yeah, know. I know. Yeah. I, I did try the vegan snake bait from Greg's today, actually. Oh, but on yeah. your knee, isn't it? What do you think of it? Right. So I don't love a steak bake. Mm. Uh, the last time I had one, I was bought one by a mistake and was like, nah, not for me. Um, what I'll say, I preferred the filling. I actually thought there was a bit more flavour than the regular filling on the steak bake. It's been a while since I've had a regular steak bake, but yeah, the filling was really flavoursome, I thought, and there was a lot of it. Whereas I remember thinking the regular steak bake was a bit too much gravy for my liking. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought it was good. The pastry on the regular steak bake is better, though. That's a fair okay. point. I would say like the the fake the fake bake or whatever they're calling it. I think it's like that is clearly an imitation of the steak bake, whereas the sausage rolls I feel like are an improvement. Like I think that's the difference there. It's like it's just a it's an attempt and it's a very good attempt, but I don't think it's quite quite as good as the real thing. Saying that though, I've been I've been pretty much living on and again doing the vegan January thing. I think it's supposed to be a health thing as well, but I've been going to Subway like twice a week <laughs> and having the uh, the vegan meatball sub they've been doing. They're really good, but I think the thing with Subway is though once you like once you pile a veg on and put your sauce on and there's your bread and especially with the meatball, it's like kind of caked in sauce anyway. It all tastes the same. It just tastes like Subway. 
the end of it and that can either be a, a good or a bad thing depending on your opinion on Subway. I'm not mad on Subway and I've quite often I can remember being with my lads when, when they were younger and we'd go and they'd want to go to a Subway and then they'd eat there and then they just kind of wouldn't be that impressed afterwards. And like you, I just found that it ended up becoming something entirely different by mm. the end of what you'd actually ordered in mm. terms of the salad. I don't know. It was like it was almost like a, a sandwich that was far too OTT. And <laughs> a meat and potato sort of bloke. That, yeah. There we go. Yeah, bit of meat, bit of bit of sauce. That'll yeah. do you. Ham right? and mustard sandwiches. Can you go wrong <laughs> yeah. with those? Not really. Bit of white bread. Yeah. Out of the packet. Bit of ovis. <laughs> it sounds like you're making a rather larger insinuation about me as a human being, Joe. Which is what? That, um, Oh, I thought the word Brexit was going to come in. No, I was going nowhere near that, to be honest <laughs> oh, okay. with you. Nah, nah, nah. Is, is uh, that, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't do a thing like that, mate. Is that a JP snacker choice? Bit of white bread? You're a fan? Well, there is, but it's predominantly, yeah. Uh, it's it's partly the point. I don't want to argue with teenagers. you got your medium white life over there, yeah, mate, There is, yeah, yeah, exactly. Where's that one from? Aldi. Okay. Good shop. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Did a bit of a big shop. There's always loads of fruit around in this place as well, isn't there? There is bowl of grapes over there. It's like Caligula. <laughs> I wouldn't care. Very shy. Caligula's fallen on his fucking heels. You would he? give Caligula a run for his money. I would not <laughs> give Caligula a run for his money. Mm. He's genuinely like, no, not me. I'm, I'm all right. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, I was going to say while we're on non-wrestling stuff, uh, do, have you either been catching up with stuff in the uh, the run up to the Oscars? I was wondering if you've uh, seen some of the favourites, Joe. I was catching up on uh, some of the films of the year last last weekend. I've seen Hustlers, nineteen seventeen, Parasite, all very good films. Seen any of the stuff? I actually haven't. I've been catching up on stuff. Watched a few over the weekend, uh, last few weeks. Um, Watch Bombshell. Uh, what else did I watch? Two Popes. Um, I I, that. Not up for any Oscars, but Dolomite is my name, which I thought was awesome. Yeah, I've I seen that. It was just a, a great laugh and one of Eddie Murphy's best roles in years. Just really mm. easy to watch, really good fun. Mm. Um, I'm trying to think of what else I've watched in the last couple of weeks. I've been catching up on quite a few. Uh, my, my mind's drawing a blank. I've, I've seen that raved about. Like I watched the... If you, oh, if, Little Women I saw with my girlfriend. My girlfriend's seen that three times uh, oh, wow. at the cinema. It's only yeah. been out two weeks or so. Yeah. It's good going. Yeah, she's like her favourite film ever, apparently, so... But she works near the view as well, so Sandy will pop there off. Yeah, very, very, Getting very a true. sneaky screening a little women in. Exactly, yeah. What else have I watched? Let me just check my um, IMDb ratings. What, what did you make of Parasite? Knives then? Out, I saw as well. Yeah, Knives Out's decent. I saw that at the cinema. I not, saw not Knives really, Out. Not really my kind of thing, like the mystery kind of, I don't know, pulpy, I don't know how you describe it, really. Uh, I do like Ryan Johnson it, in general, but... Some of his films like are, are really made for me, even if I can appreciate the good. Mm. So the thing I, I like about him is I, I really love Brick. I think Brick was great. Yeah, I prefer Looper. I prefer Looper too. Yeah, Looper's more and, his style of film I like, and Brick's yeah. more like there because that's very much a noir, isn't it? That it is. Yeah, and um, I liked Knives Out. It kind of reminded me of a film from my childhood called Clue, which was based on the the based on Cluedo, basically. Oh, but Tim in America, Curry. They call it Clue with yeah. Tim Curry. Um, and I remember watching that a few times when I was a kid and it was kind of similar, but I, I enjoyed Knives Out. Hmm. It's kind of better if you don't know anything about it, though, obviously, yeah. before you well, see it, but it was really good fun. I'd say the same uh, thing about uh, Parasite, like you asked then, JP, that's one. Yeah. Don't, 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 the title, 
doesn't really give anything away, I don't think. Go in not knowing anything and you'll be you'll very much enjoy it. If you've seen like uh, is it Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance, the Lady Vengeance film, and all of the uh, basically old boy that kind kind of uh, cinema. Like if you were like me in the early two thousands, thinking you were like really smart because you were watching all this Korean and uh, East and Asian New stuff. Wave, mate. yeah, all that stuff. I, yeah, I had to teach about that in my first year of teaching. Well, wow. oh, I had to do German expressionism. Yeah, not 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 for me. <laughs> I, I'd say this is a good uh, entry into the genre. Does uh, does deserve its nomination Oscar wise. Hustlers, though, that's one I was going to say. Like, if you want to flip side to a uh, Little Women from like the women's uh, empowerment side of things, Joe, I'd, I'd say go go see that with a uh, or with Lucy or watch that. I think it's on VOD now. <clears throat> watch that. There's a J Lo scene in it, Joe, Joe that will uh, feel like your eyes might fall out. The uh, the role of a life. Uh, all yeah, I'll say she commits to the role. That's all I'll say. We were going to go see it at the cinema, but I can't, I can't remember what happened. But there was a plan to go see it, but didn't get around to it. So I've been meaning to watch it. So it's, it's like a, I'd say it's like a female uh, magic mic. That's how I would put it. Not oh, like okay. it's not going to be your film of the year, but it's maybe I've given her away now. But I'd say it was surprisingly entertaining. That's that's, that's the impression I've got of it. Is that relative you relatively low expectations for it beforehand and it mm. turns out to be a film that kind of yeah. really surprised you like you mentioned like magic mike yeah it hasn't got kevin nash like uh yeah that's yeah. over <laughs> in a pile yeah, of talking pills, to mcconaughey in the background of scenes where my eyes mm. were firmly set rather than looking at the uh <laughs> foreground of the shot with channing tame i was all about wondering what nash and mcconaughey were chatting about <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Are you aware of the uh, the uh, the fixture class there? By the way, Joe JP realised yeah. that uh, that's the same weekend as yeah. ATT. Yeah, I'm I'm really dismayed about that. How do you know about that, Benno? Oh, we were uh, we had we got a chat going on Twitter. Sorry, Joe. You're, uh, oh, yeah. oh, oh, <laughs> yeah, so I, I've realised that yesterday. This is the Southampton so live show. Today. To be honest, it sounds like you're kind of thinking, right? An evening with Kevin Nash, Southampton. You think Scrapper Mania will probably be great? There is a part of me goes. I can go to Ireland in the summer though as well for that. How often will I get a chance to meet Kevin Nash? <laughs> those, those are the thoughts. Unless he's up for the love of wrestling, in which case it'll be... Meet Kevin Nash and the rest. And see St. Mary's for the first time. For the first time? Yeah, I've never been to I'll give you. I'll give you a tour of Southampton. I, I always want a tour of yeah, Southampton, yeah. basically. Yeah, sounds good. You know all the stuff I want to see about Southampton. Shirley I Street eventually at some point. Uh, bleak place, but yeah, yeah I'll show you. I'll that's show precisely you. why. Um, but yeah, that's a bit of a clash. I don't know. I think we might be the only people who possibly are <laughs> caught up in this. I can't imagine there's a, like thousands of people weighing up what to buy a ticket for. OTT yeah. or Kevin Nash. <laughs> what would you do, Benno? Oh, you know what? I'd be tough. Kevin Nash in Southampton's a draw, isn't he? It depends what OTT announce, I think. I think that's going to be your biggest thing. And yeah, you're right. If... I mean, Nash in Ireland is probably the best uh, possible uh, compromise. But if Nash gets added to the full of a wrestling uh, thing, you've got to come here. Like I was looking, like oh. that that run of weekends is fucking ridiculous. Like I'm. Oh mate, we're going to full of a wrestling. Like that's oh. the one that's absolutely nailed on. Don't that's yeah, the main worry. event. Steiner Brothers in real life, Joe. You've, you've got to do that. Goldberg's there. Kenny's there as well. You know, it's the big. Uh, it's the party of uh, the springtime. Kenny but... Omega. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. I'm not bothered about me and him. <laughs> I'm not going to pay £20 for a photo of him like JP did. I'm, I'm, that, him and the Bucks. Yeah. yeah. Oh, imagine the people who are going to be hovering around Kenny Omega. I think you're probably best uh, keeping your distance, to be honest. But yeah, that, that, like, that, there's like a month run where, like, I, I just said I booked, I haven't booked anything else, but I bought my flights to Carrick because it was £29 return from Liverpool to Cologne. So I was like, that's, that's good going. Cologne's 
nice city as well as we all just do it i'll figure out work and stuff later then i think the weekend before that i'm going away with the lads to bratislava the weekend after it is that ott weekend that i was considering then full of wrestling's coming up quite soon after that like fuck me march and april's uh yeah if you thought things were going to calm down you're going to be broken mate it's looking that way to be honest but i'm looking forward to it i'm looking forward to being a broken man I will do three days in Oberhausen. Well, it's five days in Oberhausen, isn't it, for September? Yeah, I'm not sure running. on that. Like, that's a, they're trying to do like a mini G1 type thing, like over five days. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I reckon, Ambitious. Yeah, I think they're doing like Wednesday, Thursday, and then it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday, as usual, where Tag League used to be. I think that I think you'd expect most of the international people to skip Wednesday, Thursday, but I don't know, mentally, that's a bit like... I could have, you'd be flying out thinking, oh, I've missed two days of this now. I think even if even if the first two days were somewhere else rather than Oberhausen that they've announced, like I think yeah. maybe you wouldn't feel so much like you're missing out. I don't know, maybe it'll work. Maybe the geniuses. It sounds like a fun idea, like a European promotion doing like a, a G1 style uh, block. And before anyone writes in, I'm sure Eve or somebody has done it before. Uh, it, it's still a cool idea, depending on who the lineup is. It is. I'm not convinced like it's fun. I hate to say it, five days in Oberhausen. Three, and I always think like you've kind of had your fill of Oberhausen. Yeah. But as much as I like, I've enjoyed I'm... myself there and, and kind of fond of it, mm. it, it like five days are much of an ask. Five you... days of eating, utter shit as well. <laughs> it's, yeah. Although it... I did manage to find some places that were like quite healthy last time, which I, I felt pretty good when about. When in doubt, go Turkish. That basically oh, yeah, seems, we had to, a couple... seems to be the motto of most. Well, you two fucked that one, didn't you? I had that great meal, and yeah. you two were just what was it? You? I didn't. I had a wrap, which was fine. Yeah, yeah, and I had that like great salad with the the grilled chicken. Oh, that chicken! And was then we waited in a what looked like a dodgy bookies, mm. drinking water and watching Chelsea in the Champions League. If I remember right, Europa, Europa League. League yeah. yeah, fun times, Benno. Yeah, that's it. That's the main reason I'm going out to Carrot, to be honest, to uh, to try and uh, beat Joe's meal or go to that um, the mm. Asian place that you went to that I missed out on last time. Oh, the uh, Japanese place. Was that Japanese, was, that yeah. was great. Yeah, that, that was really good. good. Yeah, I'm not really going to see Oberhausen. But to be honest, like the Carrot lineup actually looks relatively decent this year. They've announced mm. Carnival. Uh, obviously, uh, they've got Black Taurus in there. Eddie Kingston's in there. Alex Shelley's doing the weekend. Uh, Daniel Maccabay's uh, coming back for it. It's looking looking like a solid little lineup. I'm guessing you guys aren't uh, aren't tempted to make the trip. I can't really with work, to be honest with you. It kind of hits like I'm doing more teaching this year, so it just makes it that little bit trickier. So, in terms of like big weekends away, it's it's with work. It's just very tricky, just given the nature of of the some of the classes I teach. So I can't do it. Mm. Um, like I say for the love of wrestling, obviously I'll, I'll try and do that. But looking at that lineup, it looks more like a kind of PWG lineup. It does look, it, it looks very, very indie. Which they go is, in non-WWE, uh, aren't they? The Ruth they are. And that's the way to do it, isn't it? Because well, that, that way then you get to book the show you want. Yeah. That's so, unless... To be honest, for me, it's peaked. I've done two. It's peaked. Um, I've no interest in it. Like, it'll be good. I'm sure I'd enjoy it if I was there, but yeah, it's, it's past its peak. I would I would say like the I was t- I was thinking oh am I going to do it this year I think that the non WWE kind of lean and announcements for like for Carrot Weekend have made me a bit more it made it more appealing you know rather yeah. than just going down the progress route of being WWE Junior but then again you know mentioning progress you know and Carrot Noir being in that WXW lineup I've got the tinfoil hat on now he's he's progress uh, champion he's doing Carrot. 
like everyone's going, oh, great is it the, the progress I've got like an independent champion and like the the pessimist in me is like, give it till March, lads. If it doesn't get announced that he's got a progress deal, I'd be shocked. I or, found sorry, this an out. UK deal, sorry. I found out about this and there being a progress show about five minutes before we went before we started <laughs> recording. I was like, what? There was a progress show yesterday. Mm. I, I had no idea. Well, like, and I looked at that. I looked at the results and. If you think of this is still good, you're fooling yourselves. <laughs> like it's it Karen Noir is Steve Carino in two thousand ECW. Wow. Like he's good. He's he's absolutely good. There's some in there, definitely, but mm. this is again, I talk about stuff past its peak. This is way past its peak. Like it's it went past its peak about what, two and a half years ago, three years ago? And it's gone even further past it at this point. Like yeah, you're fooling yourselves. Pe- people are having the same conversations we were three years ago. Like I've seen a lot of kick off about the progress fans groups today because there was like a there's a spot with uh, William Eva during the show where he did like the uh, you know the um, the Scott or what's the movie called it the, the sack of shit the uh, the fall away fall slam, away slam. That's, that's the way that I was looking for fall away like the thing that. Yeah, yeah, he does it into the Bradshaw cr- used to do all the time. There you go, well. yeah, yeah, yeah. He does, he does it into the crowd, like which you've seen a million times on progress shows, but he doesn't really give any attention to the fact that there's still people stood there in the crowd. And I think, uh, I think it's uh, Okubi's doing it too, and he like takes out a fan uh, and like squashes a couple of other people. Like, there's been kickoff about that, kickoff about the fact that I think he, I think he broke a wall or something. Some other fan was saying that like he either, yeah, and that he, like he running, doing a running in, spot. which has he, it, like has he become like a madman or so? Well, Is that his gimmick now or well, something? Well, that's the thing. Someone else was kicking off as well that like he think he got his he got his microphone like scraped it against the amp. And some bloke who was saying that like he has struggles struggles with hearing or something like that was kicking off about it like oh fuck <laughs> off like you've gone to a live event shit like this is going to happen the world doesn't revolve around you and your one issue like yeah. just grow up the, the, like the fan groups implode because it's like half the people kind of going oh you got you got to take that into account oh you know it's not it's not right that he like that if you're a fan you're going to get hit by a wrestler and then the other half of the group going well that's kind of like been the thing in progress for the last few years i'm kind of in the middle i feel like eva's just an idiot and he could have easily just done the move without taking out a fan uh but at the same time yeah it does seem like a a bit of a pile on over like a bit of a overall a non-story it's a funny well do you know what ben i wouldn't know what's going on in that fan group because i've i've been uh take, oh, just, i've, I've been just got kicked my out of it now are you out of it too you've been kicked out yeah too? not blocked but i was i was in there today it, i i was like i heard about this so i thought i'll have a look and it's like i'm not there so oh. Nice and strategic on Progress's part there, eh? Like, <laughs> hunting your name down on the list and taking I'm really off. not bothered. Did you say honest. Progress or Calm Leather? Absolutely Levin? fine with it. <laughs> possibly, I could give less of a shit, to be Vet- honest with you. I, 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 it wasn't something I looked at. Whenever it would be like, you'd see something and say, oh, this is kicking off. So you'd have a look and you'd go, oh, my fucking eyes. I can't look at this anymore. And you just leave. So I can't imagine what's going on. In a, it. a sad, precious group of admins, particularly one person, running the fan group for a sad, precious group of fans who complain about minor issues that they kind of enter into by going to a wrestling show with no barrier. Let's be honest here. Whatever. Losers. I was going to say, like, do you, do you have any, like, uh, I don't know if we can do any real serious breakdown of Karanawabi and Progress Champion. I would kind of say, I mean, w- one thing I'll say... Why we, not? 
We would Why always... did they take the belt off Eddie Dennis? He was really in a separated shoulder. Again, on an NXT UK taping. Yeah. Fucking hell. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, I, I would always say, like, think of the criticism we always gave progress for, like, not striking when the iron is hot and give you know going mm-hmm. to Travis Banks two years after his peak or a year and a half after his peak in Fight Club Pro, you know going to oh the he lost to Alexander style. Wolf this weekend didn't he? <laughs> He's doing all right, massive star, yeah, yeah. Got that, his that wave well. losing to a you know a guy who couldn't get on SmackDown, you know, <laughs> going well for Travis Banks. Sorry, Benno, that's what you were saying. No, I was just gonna say, like, you know what I mean? Though we'd always say like that they're behind at the times and they're always late to guys. Like they were late to even David Starr, and then they fucked that too. Is that do you give them any merit for at least being early-ish to a guy? Uh, I know. I think Attack put their belt on him last month. Apparently, uh, I didn't know that until someone yeah, else pointed out to me. But... Attack <laughs> at, at, at a substantial level, it, it's like I say. I, I, I'm of the opinion of why not. I mean, because to be honest with you, it's not something that gets me going in any for me going to shows. But you know what? So in that sense, I, I don't. It sounds awful. So I don't really care. Yeah, and, I was about to say I don't. Couldn't give any semblance of a shit. I think he's good. I think he's a good wrestler. Why not do it? But it's not something that's going to get me back on track with with sort of keeping up with it to be honest with you mm. partly as well if for nothing else the history of booking babyface champions in that company mm. has never seemed to have gone well and Cara Noir's a babyface so how does it integrate into the stories which will be half of the reason for people going to see where it goes I didn't get the impression it was I don't know if it was sold out or not but it didn't seem obviously probably not as heaving as it was for uh, yeah. Jim's funeral well, I couldn't give a shit. I live with Jim and I die by Jim, so, you know. <laughs> it's Smallman loyalist. <laughs> it's all it's not been the same, has it? Been a tough yeah. uh, 20 days, JP. Yeah, since, uh, <laughs> yeah, I think that's the thing. I think if you're looking for uh, the earnest takes on, uh, on progress, probably the, <laughs> the wrong take. I'm it's not us. It. It's, it's not us at this point. It yeah. certainly isn't. I feel like we've kind of... It's done that. In, and do you know what? It happens... I think I only realised the day before the show was going on. Um, it isn't something like during it, I mm. keep up with necessarily what's going on. They appear to be doing sort of new things. That's cool. That's fine. Go go ahead and do it. But it isn't something I'm going to be following. All our, all our tuning to progress for is a, a good laugh. And a good laugh I had when I saw what happened today. Well, yesterday. And a good laugh I had when Benno told me about the controversy kicking off and a good laugh I had when I heard about probably Callum Leslie deleting you from that fan group. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. They're the main things. Yeah. yeah. Are you guys uh, considering what we were talking before, what like plans you guys consider doing Fight Club Pro uh, for DTTI this year as far as like, if I'm going to tag it to any Brit res. That, that looks exciting. Amazing mm-hmm. Red and Loki as a tag team. That's going to get me through the door in Manchester. That. I, I, I might do Wolves, I might not do Wolves, but I'm definitely doing Manchester based on that. Watford's near you, isn't it? I was going to say Watford is relatively near to us. And of the three, I'm kind of intrigued because Watford isn't a place that you kind of hear about being run necessarily. It's, and it's about, I can get there in 50 minutes yeah. in good traffic. After, when I went to Harry Potter World, we were there. That's what I was going to say. That's, that's, yeah, that's when I've last been. I've been to Watford before when I was younger. But Big yeah. fan of Harry Potter World, Joe? I've uh, never seen a Harry Potter film or read a book. So were you on a trip? I was on a college trip. Yeah, that's That's when I went as well. For it. it was fine. Not mad in a Harry Potter, but I'm not the fucking target audience really either. So lots of other people enjoying themselves. Did you have you been, Benno? Never. I'm not a fan. That's not my thing. Harry Potter, <laughs> Lords of the Rings. 
even Star Trek and Star Wars. Not for me. Not for me. I find it difficult at this point in my life to kind of accept the idea that I'm meant to bow down to royalty in real life. So, and whenever I think of that stuff, I end up thinking of Game of Thrones. And it's like, I'm nobody's fucking surf. I'm not tolerating that shite. <laughs> um, so, yeah. But anyway, I don't know where I've gone to a rant about that. <laughs> Harry Potter, Watford. I'm just intrigued by what business they'll do there. Yeah, it's an odd place like, to go to. He'll be there because... I wonder if they couldn't get um, the place in Shepherd's Bush. Because that place is an awesome, awesome uh, venue. Bush Hall, is Yeah, it? Bush yeah. Hall. It's a really, really good location as well. Like For me, that location... Again, I can get there really easily. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and it's right by my favourite um, trainer shop in the UK, where I've bought several pairs of trainers that you can't find anywhere else. And when I followed him on Instagram, followed by Trent Seven, was like, ah, okay, yeah. that's where he gets all his trainers from. Okay. And like, yeah. So I, I, I'm up for shows there with Fight Club Pros. So I get a pay a visit to that little shop as well. But <laughs> yeah, Watford, uh, maybe go. Mm. I think they're doing they're doing better on the flyings than uh, than Rev Pro are. Did you see they announced Rhino, didn't they? Like I was like I was laughing at that. I was like, if I could yeah. Pro announced Loki and Amazing Red, which maybe it just appeals to like early two thousands indie smarks like us. But I don't know. Like I, I feel like you've got they've got the fingers on the pulse a little bit, and then Rev Pro announced Rhino. Rhino against Dan Maloney. I saw that graphic and I just pissed myself. Well, I think it's more think about where it is as a venue. I think it's more I saw that, but like it's the argument families, like Yeah, I think that's the casual audience. I think that the casual audience is yeah, the recognizable guy, the guy will get the picture in the ring of them. That's part of Rev Pro's business. They it's usually been always been was on Raw recently, yeah. wasn't he? I'm, they've I'm thinking- usually done pretty well when they've done that mm. sort of thing. Mate, I remember seeing a queue of about 250 people for Justin Gabriel. <laughs> like, and he hadn't been on TV for a while. And I was kind of confused <laughs> as to why he was such... Like such an like, he was so appealing to this fang base. Yeah, it was weird, like really weird. Um, John Morrison, he hadn't been on TV for a good four or five years, and you should have seen his queue at Rev Pro in Portsmouth as well. So, mm. I think you think think about Rhino Attitude Era as well. He was recently on TV. They might make money out of taking photos of him. I I, I wouldn't book him myself, but if you're going for a more family approach, I can see it. And if he loses to Maloney as well, I suppose it's some sort of credibility to some extent. It's a question of whether, like, if he starts turning up like the cockpit in your call, I think all bets are off then. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I don't think that. I don't think that's going to happen. They don't book that. He'll be too expensive to get for a cockpit show, number one, probably. Yeah. And they don't ever book those sort of guys in those shows. Their business strategy is the shows they do in those kind of working class towns mm. um, where you get a family audience in and you, you promote it as wrestling, like, for the family, sort of in a day sort of early evening sort of slot that we do in Portsmouth they get that ex-WWE guy in to try and get a bit of a house to put on the poster and to get the kind of pictures and the nice little moments with um, it's part of their strategy they've not done it as much in the last year or so they seem to have stepped up their live dates a yeah, lot have, recently yeah. and David Starr back against Rampage Brown at the cockpit I mm. saw on the 2nd of Feb so yeah oh yeah he's I, back I, doing like the midnight ride that we get making the Mr. America. Is that what it yeah, is? Yeah, I want to. I, I was going to try and watch that, but I haven't got around to seeing it. But I'll reserve judgment uh, for now. But 
I didn't think it looked great when I was reading the report on it, but I want to see it before I make proper judgment on it. It felt like that again. This is like the thing with RevPro, isn't it? We don't want to. Didn't plan on to go through in a big RevPro discussion, but like the difference in you know a cockpit show to a York Hall to like these kind of town only shows. It felt like what was the venue that he came back in? If it like Guildford, Guildford, yeah. like felt like that was a moment for the cockpit. No, like yeah, no, completely. Yeah. I was really like, oh. I don't know if, because they didn't do cockpit shows this month because of mm. Wrestle Kingdom. And I wonder whether it was planned in for January and they wanted to rush it and get it in before the February show because we booked for it possibly, which is a bit annoying. But then it makes me think they've got something planned for him for your call mm. um, in a big way. Uh, maybe him against Zach with a unification match or something, possibly. I was wondering. Or him against Osprey again if. Osprey beat Zach at you um, in in Japan for the bell. That's what I'm wondering. Yeah, is I'm thinking Osprey beats Zach in Japan, and I'm thinking that Star will do something at Uprising, possibly. Yeah, and then it's whether or not here's another one is Star going to the best of the Super Juniors as well. But the rumor, <laughs> that is tis the rumor that's oh, out is there. it? Yeah. Explain why he's left. You know, he's left Progress. He's Beefing with Gabe Sapolsky. He's moving away from that side. Of the, I mean, he's already already on the air, very much firmly the other side. But yeah, it would uh, it would make sense a lot of the, the rumours about David Starr if that came true and, and him coming back to Rev Pro. Good lad. Gabe's an idiot, isn't he? Fuck oh, me, yeah. Have you seen all that of you, Joe? That was like on, that was a yeah. Twitter uh, that Twitter thread of Gabe, like of just like what what's the what's David Starr's real name? Um, Max, Max Barsky. Oh, he kept going on about Max Barsky, Max Barsky, like it was the cleverest thing in the world. And I was just having like that. Remember that cringy reaction, Joe? You'd have like on the. I know you were only at the very end, but like the ROH forum days when Gabe would just go off on somebody. Like he's never oh, changed. Yeah. He's the same very, very petty little man. He's just got a WWE contract in his back pocket now. Uh, if anyone didn't see it, really, do do search it out because it's amazing. It goes from Gabe calling David Starr a fake and saying he stiffs wrestlers. Uh, like apparently, famously did it in a Walter match, and no one wants to work with anymore with him anymore. Despite the fact Walter then went on to work with him what seventeen times since. Uh, and he goes, he's going, oh, it's just it's just the worst possible look. And then at the end of it all, like David Starr's whole point was, you need to pay your workers, you need to pay your workers. And then at the very end, Gabe's like, and another thing, we're going to start paying up, paying our wrestlers, our tryout wrestlers. We actually are going to start paying them now. I was like, yep, David Starr won that one. It was also the bit about his visit to a concentration camp. Now oh, Gabe derived that. That was fucking. I was like, shit. What the fuck? Oh. Like fake about, tears. Talk about tone deaf. I mean, he, he can really get away is with a it. Twi- it's one, it's he one always came across. Another, yeah. You are. It's Sorry. one it's one Jewish lad to another, isn't it? So you can get away with it, but like, yeah, he's a still. He's always come across yeah. the twat. Like I'm you know, one of my claims to fame when I went to those ROH shows that we talked about on Ash Rev, Joe, he once uh, he once gave me a lift from New York to Philadelphia, Gabe and his wife, and I sat in the back of his car and he told me all kinds of stories about uh, Philadelphia and stuff while me and my mate were struggling to uh, find somewhere to sit on top of all the different McDonald's wrappers that were in the uh, the back of Gabe's car. But he was very nice to me, so I've always had the soft spot for Gabe, but yeah, he doesn't uh, <laughs> he doesn't uh, endear himself much, does he? And he hasn't changed much over the years. It sounds like you're one of the few people he hasn't bollocked at one time or another. <laughs> he would if he heard this. <laughs> oh, God, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's a, I mean that's it's evolving in general, though, isn't it? It's it's like a piss yeah. pot like tin at company. Like, I I couldn't be asked watching like with there's so much out there. Like I don't even think about Evolve as a wrestling company anymore. But he's got like this WWE connect, hasn't he? So he can use it to like 
get like impressionable young wrestlers to get a tryout or get a spot on his shows for like reduced rates and anything. He just never comes across well. Yeah, and it'll be plugging the fact that he's got Austin Theory onto NXT now, and that'll be his, that'll be the thing he'll be pushing for quite some time. Mm. Um, he's never looked much cop to me. I've only seen him a few times. Well, that's, there's nothing really looks necessarily the word, distinctive it? Looks about all he's got. That's it. He looks, yeah. he looks yeah. doesn't he, like a creator. He's the type of guy, you know, Johnny, Johnny Lonoritis with a sign 10 years ago. But he does flex. Oh, yeah. Kind of guy you end up having to do the story mode on 2K20. <laughs> something like that. Yeah. Really, it's what, it's what you'd imagine him to look like. Yeah. That's not to say he's bad, but he's fine. Mm. And fine isn't something at this stage of the game which really is anywhere near enough. But it looks like he had the kind of right contacts and the right look. And and that's why he's there. Um, in terms of Evolve, wasn't it in Evolve where... Um, who was it who did his backing on an Evolve ring? I know Triple H brought up that point about the dodgy ring and he seemed oh, to forget yeah. about it. Peter... Uh, oh, oh I know what you mean. Um, I say Kazar, yeah, but Yeah, it's... yes, it is. Peter Kassar or something yeah. like that. He, I saw him uh, live once, and he was awesome. Like He was really, really good. In another great Evolve venue, you know, that was it. Yeah, yeah. In, um, Ebor City? Nah, oh. Maryland. Oh, where was it? It's just outside of Baltimore. Unfortunately, I think it's going to Baltimore. I think oh. a trip round Baltimore and a trip round the West Side would have been far more exciting than the Evolve show. But <laughs> the Evolve show it was, and not a trip around the corners in uh, West Baltimore. But oh well. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the but, real uh, Baltimore. Sorry, JP. No, I was going to say he hurt his back in a ring, and that appeared to be something that you know Triple H doesn't seem to have an issue working with him, but. Everyone else, he was that was part of the reasoning, wasn't it? Of people getting injured hmm. and stuff like that. But anyway, I digress. I don't know if it's happened loads of times in Evolve. They're just a depressing Gabe, yeah, uh, it comes Evolver across a, as an arsehole. Evolve are quite a depressing do. company, if you ask me. Hmm. The aesthetics depressing, the looks depressing, the people that run it are pretty downbeat and quite depressing as hmm. well. Uh, they don't seem to have a lot of enthusiasm for wrestling, like Sal Hamui. I've met him. There's not a lot of enthusiasm going on there. I'll say that. It's just the industry he works in. Yeah. Um, yeah, just a kind of dead company that has never had any buzz and has never really caught on. Yeah. And lucky enough to have that WWE connect. So got some really fucking good talent yeah. when Ring of Honor and Delirious were being extremely lazy yeah. and not signing great talent. Therefore, we didn't get a generation, a great generation of Ring of Honor Mm. which we should have got when the likes of Riddle, Ricochet, Keith Lee, etc. Yeah, decided to go work Evolve rather than work, work in Ring of Honor, which yeah. is a shame. Yeah, that's it. They kind of it fit, filled that role, didn't it? But at the same time, just never, never got any buzz. Never did better than like the 50 people at shows. Just never. It never had like the the aesthetic it needed to be the cool yeah, indie. Like it was, it was always one, it, it, like it's got that reputation and I think WWE like it because it's safe. Like Triple H can go to their shows and be like, not intimidated by it because they don't, they don't draw more people on them. You know, it's not like Progress doing 600 people. They're running, they're mm-hmm. running shows and they're, and they're basically running, I don't know, maybe similar amounts of numbers to what that Largo loop or what those smaller NXT shows go. So they kind of, they can stay in the lane and they can also be like, make WB feel cool. Like Triple H feel cool with his like connection to the Indies. Give Gabe's, it gives Gabe a reason to be relevant. Uh, and it just works for everybody, doesn't it? Keeps, keeps everybody happy. And then, yeah, just survives on a reputation of a, of a product that was, was never really there. Like what would you say is more dead in the water, Joe? Evolve or Ring of Honor? Like what, what, oh. what, 
like whoever talks about Evolve, whoever yeah. even thinks about Evolve, who watches Evolve, who yeah, Ring of Honor at least gets like you know some some news around it and a little a little bit of like the Marty stuff this week. There feels like a little bit of buzz around Ring of Honor as a result of that and their announcements for WrestleMania weekend, like with Osprey and with uh, Ishimori coming over. Shingo. Like, yeah, Shingo appearing that weekend yes. as well, is he? Oh, okay. Yeah, so impressive. I can't say I care for Ring of Honor. I can't say I think Ring of Honor have got any buzz, really, proper buzz as a promotion. Mm. And I think in a landscape where you've got a clear one and two and you've got um, the HBO in New Japan when they do big shows and mm. they get the critical acclaim and all the rest of it, the companies below that are kind of, in my mind, a little bit irrelevant at this point. And I can't see Ring of Honor really outside of probably popping a house at WrestleMania weekend properly recovering, properly drawing fans again when you've got so many other options at this point in time. But yeah, Evolve are a far more dead company than Ring of Honor. Easily. Sorry. I was just going to say in terms of Evolve, the way that I've always kind of, the way I view them now is when I was watching my son play 2K19 and there was like this vision of what independent wrestling was that they had in their mind. And Evolve kind of fits it in some way. It tends to be grimy, shitty venues, yeah. low Basketball payoffs. You can see yeah. in the background. It's, it's National Guard armories and all the rest of it. It kind of mm. fulfills the aesthetic of what they like. It's like a self-fulfilling prophecy in a sense. Think mm. of the great Evolve storyline. There we go. Our silence <laughs> speaks volumes. <laughs> I was going to say, like, link to that, and you mentioned it there. Like, I do think, like... Girl, we, we were in the middle of recording the British Wrestler Experience. Actually, yeah, if you want your British Wrestling takes, head over there and listen to me, James A. Martin. There's a blog. Um, but when yeah. we were recording um, UK TakeOver, uh, our review, like the news broke of Marty Scurll going to Ring of Honor. Like, and we were stumped at the time, weren't we, for takes because it was just so out of left field. Out there, isn't it? Yeah, we've had time to kind of digest that as a story now. But I would say, like, some of the first moves like that seem to be being made are interesting. Like, Bully Ray is apparently out of power. Where those WrestleMania announcements look interesting. The new Japan relationship seems to be seems to be back. I'm not saying there's a boom period coming out then, like, but like even the um the, I don't know if you saw today, Joe, they announced that an ROH past versus present show. And uh, we've just seen it this minute. Yeah, just liked onto yeah. it as you were speaking. The poster's got Homicide, Allison Danger, Necro Butcher, Doug Williams, and Matt Sidell on it. You know what? Marty might have got me in. I might be a Ring of Honor fan again now, Joe. Meh. <laughs> no, is that not is that not your era? What if nah, you brought like homicide? <laughs> I love, but he's not very good anymore. That's true. Doug Williams. It's good to see that you know the AIDS medication <laughs> um, is still helping him tick over, and he's still touring around, and you know he's not he's not passed away yet. That, that motorbike's just not running out of petrol, is it, Joe? No, it's not. <laughs> Necro Butcher. I'm amazed that he's not dead. Oh, have you seen the state of him? Mate, it's good to know he's still alive. The the picture is of the poster no, is he alive? <laughs> yeah, he's he's half dead, but yeah. he's still he's still hanging in there. But I've got a bit of a fear that he might die in whatever match he does. And you can probably see PCO versus Necro Butcher being a match that they might like to make. Um, oh. Although I'd rather see Dragon Lee Necro Butcher. That would be a laugh, wouldn't it? Um, Matt Sydal, nah, way past it. What absolute irrelevance. All the Ring of Honor talent that I'd like to see on this sort of show are in another company um, or companies, I should say. So 
Ah, good attempt. Good work, Marty. Clearly a Ring of Honor fan. I was Marty, like the same age as me. Mm. So probably watching, probably ordering his Ring of Honor DVDs at the same time as us, Ben Owen. Fair play to him for trying, but not for me. Sorry, Ben, I've completely killed your um, <laughs> buzz for that one, haven't I? No, well, like, I, I do, like, obviously, I'm never going to. To be honest, it's more of a nuisance. Like, part of this, like, I was hoping Ring of Honor was just going to go away and quietly die. And, like, if they're going to start putting, like, above average shows on, like, yeah. <laughs> I've got to be like, oh, maybe I should watch that. Like, I wanted to just not think about them. Like, if Marty had, like, gone to AEW, like we all expected, I think it would have made our lives a lot easier. Ring of Honor could have carried on down the Matt Taven, Bully Ray route. And I, I, it, I, I don't expect them to have, like, a full-blown comeback or anything, but them just being mildly interested again. Like, I don't know if you feel the same, JP, as somebody tries to watch fucking everything. Like, it's, a, it's an inconvenience to me personally for Ring of Honor to be in any way interested. It is. It's like another set of shows that really I don't necessarily <laughs> want it, to watch. Yeah, but in, you don't have you don't to watch have, it. I can't I help it, Joe. But there is that part <laughs> that's always intrigued by what necessarily in this case, what is Marty going to do, yeah. um, and how is he going to do it? Because at this point, he seems to have gone for. Obviously, there isn't the level of investment, and there's a crowd that's been pretty well burnt off. Um, mm. But it's the idea of just first of all trying to get attention. Yeah. Just trying to get some kind of attention back into the product. So there's these kind of little easy wins he can do. This past versus present show, the free show they're doing from Baltimore, the people they've gotten in for the um, Lakeland show over mm. Mania weekend. That's those things. However, one of them's a free show. It's New Japan that's going to be selling it in that Lakeland show. That's where all of the kind of buzz is going to be. And you know, what the hell has he got to work with? Now, there have been some reports that Bully Ray's not there anymore. Thank as God. Well. Um, <laughs> no, I'm so glad about that. Jonathan Gresham is Go like, be a fan. booking the women of honour, so I think he's training them as well, mm. which is a good thing. Is he going to get his girlfriend in? That's what you kind of wonder, whether or not he get Jordan Grayson as well. Was she under contract? I don't know. Was um, there an impact Ring of Honour? Deal yeah, he's going to make friends with everyone, Marty. That's the uh, that's the line, isn't it? He's going to cross yeah. the aisle and make friends with AEW, make friends with the uh, New Japan again. Maybe he can do it. Well, this is the thing that they have that it kind of has to come in. They have to realise that there isn't in the terms of Ring of Honor, there isn't this national number two spot they're going to get. It's not mm. going to happen, especially with the AEW news this week. That ship has very much sailed. So if it wants to exist and it wants to stay relevant cooperation is the only way to go with this nwa why not the idea of trying to get new japan back on side and it's all the reports of new japan liking marty as well for what he does i think what we might end up getting is also a more motivated marty in the ring mm. that would be one of the hopes i kind of have have for it is that he might end up pushing himself a bit more and he's found himself in a hell of a position because what's the reported money about half a million? Yeah, fair, I yeah. kind of think he's fair always been a guy who's known when to jump. And oh, he jumped yeah. from this scene, like How the UK scene, same age as me, at the exact yeah. right time. Mm. Um, and I thought to myself, there's no way he stays a Ring of Honor. But mm. for that money, for the work he's doing and the dates he's doing, you can't blame him. You like, can't let's say he gets a year out of that and Ring of Honor closes in a year. That's five hundred grand for a year's mm-hmm. work. I mean, you go to AEW, and you probably still you're probably going to be hot again when you go there mm. because you haven't been seen for a while by a mm-hmm. lot by a lot of people, and you've got the the built in history. So I, I get it. Helps he works a style that doesn't wreck his body, so he's generally in good physical shape. Um, wouldn't be surprised if he's doing that relation with New Japan, whether or not he'd end up doing G One. 
at some point towards the I end. I can't of the see him putting him in a G one. I think they see mm. him as too small for a that G one. That would be that would be the thing. That was one of the rumors. Yeah, he is small, but he is small. Yeah, it's worth they do that. And what happens with that relationship? Does it tie in with New Japan USA? Yeah, and some of the tours and some of the younger talent for that as well. Whether or not they start doing that and getting, I don't know, Carl Fredericks on like kind of Ring of Honor cards where might actually use some mm. of those young line talent a bit more properly than what Delirious and Bully Ray did. Yeah, anything's got to be better than that, hasn't it? And like, that's the thing. I think hearing you guys talk about it and kind of thinking about it over the last couple of weeks, well, last week or so, it has started to make a little bit more sense. Like the whole, the whole like deciding to go and ring up on a thing. It still mm-hmm. seems a bit out of nowhere. I still like, I, I'm like Marty Scale is like the head. That's like that type of thing like that happens in like career mode in TW. Marty Scale mm-hmm. takes over Ring of Honor. Like it, I never would have called it, but it does make sense. It's, in some ways, doesn't it? Especially uh, if that money is so, there. To me, they're like the liberal Democrats of the wrestling landscape <laughs> in America. You've got the clear Tory party. I'll, I'll give AEW the, the Labour party. Why yeah. the fuck not? The opposition. Problems with it. Messaging yeah, issues yeah, yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah. And then you've got the clear third. Internal factions. Maybe view themselves in a slightly more prominent way and from a, a sort of more prominent guys and they actually kind of have and overestimate mm-hmm. what they are. And previously they had a lot more influence and that certainly died and people have certainly got burned on that. So that's how I sort of see Ring of Honor at this point in time. And I can't see him making a recovery anytime soon, even though there are little uh, signs here and there. So it's not genuine. It's still based on gimmicks. The three shows that I mentioned are still ultimately kind of unique yeah, not, shows not in their own way. Approach. I get it's what not a bad approach, but I think it's kind of born out of a desperation of trying to somehow make good with their audience for the shite that they've put on and the people they've burnt off. But in this day and age, good wrestling, at just a good level, can burn people off because it's not amazing. So if you're producing shite, you're in a world of trouble. Yeah. And they happened to get the king of shite and Bully Ray in, didn't they? And And... See what happened there. Look, JP, he's off taking his own advice now. He's going to oh, gonna go off, be a fan, do his shitty radio show, and hopefully, yeah, just... Yeah, fuck off. Is that what he said? Go WWE. No, he said, remember that, um, that fan who kicked off in the front row and he took him backstage to shout oh, at him and be an alpha yeah. male? That was the quote, wasn't it? Be a fan. Go be a fan. Like, that's the most Bully Ray quote of all time. But that, now he's being told to do the same. So if there's any good that's come from the story, at least there's that. Yeah, it, it sounds like, though, the internal problems of that company are a lot deeper and it depends how far that stuff goes as well. And then ultimately, how much is Sinclair ever really going to invest into the product as well? And they're a shower of ourselves. Perhaps we're going to get the Ring of Honor AEW feud. Oh. The invasion you didn't know you wanted. Uh, yeah, the new yeah. CZW Ring of Honor feud. <laughs> oh, or uh, IPW Defiant. Which me and you are the only two people that remember that feud. <laughs> I was going like, to say, did, did that what? actually exist? Is that a thing? <laughs> yeah, we were there when they did the uh, Nexus style beatdown when um, IPW invaded at Defiant wow. and they did an invasion surround because obviously um, people were really kind of like in camps at IPW and Defiant. So it was well, the, the city of that, Birmingham was day, day, if I remember right. Yeah, and those two, you know, really clearly defined promotions and those <laughs> clear identities and personalities. People just wanted to see them clash, so it took off and dominated Brit Rest for a good period. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, there you go. Big memories. We're talking the uh, the decade in Brit Res on it uh, on BWE on Wednesday, so I'll be sure to bring that up. Uh, obviously.
key moments. Uh, but yeah, on the um, on the Ringo Honor front, like I said, like the Supercar Divana is, is actually happening this year, which has shot me mania weekend. Like the the New Japan relationship back, like that's a big thing. Like I, honestly, I said to you, JP, like WrestleMania weekend actually is starting to look interesting again. I think because that's mm. going on. I think like obviously, like there's just the fucking edge of just meme show after meme show like voices yeah. of wrestling and i've got like a big schedule on their website and it's just jimmy lloyd's whatever the fuck you know wolf's workout fucking all kinds of just bullshit shows over the weekend and i was genuinely dreading like you know the the big weekends where me and you and maybe the uh, the other parents of joe will be we'll be doing our daily podcast because as we've said jp we can't help ourselves uh it's on we'll be watching it but genuinely, like, the announcements have started to actually get good this week. Like I said, Ring of Honor is starting to look all right. GCW have started to um, do some, make it look a bit interesting. Like, uh, I don't know why I would ever doubt GCW on a WrestleMania weekend, but, like, they've announced uh, Moxley and Barnett's finally going to happen on WrestleMania weekend. So looking forward to that. And I think one of my favourite things is that, like, Joey Janela in the face of all of these shitty meme shows trying to copy his idea, his announcement, so far from Muter at the very start, he's gone the opposite way. And he started, he's announced Will Ospreay doing a spring break show, which like, he's got to be in there with an Alex Zane or one of the other um, GCW flippy dudes. Alex Shelley's been announced for it as well. I love that about Janela, that like, yeah, he's not just going to go carry on down that, that, that same route and just do what everyone's trying to imitate him on. They've actually come up with like something relatively interesting. Like, yeah, between that and uh, maybe we'll talk about in a minute like i'm genuinely excited for wrestlemania weekend again i know i'm going to be picking and choosing but there's actually good stuff well the problem we had before is what could we pick and choose from Mm -hmm. there wasn't a lot of actually good wrestling shows Mm -hmm. that seemed to be taking place over that time period now at least i can think in terms of the wrestlecon show that i know there's one show that oh yeah joe 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 will definitely be watching in terms of what's that the wrestlecon show because that's got osprey and chingo and the rest Uh, i've watched the last couple they're kind of shit they're kind of dead aren't they in like that um, like convention atmosphere yeah osprey bandido last year i was kind of bored and it wasn't connecting ah i'll see like (laughs) i'll be honest i've watched so much rest of the last few years and there's so much that i'm like was that worth me watching ultimately did i need to watch that i am picking and choosing i'm picking my spots like marty scales spots the last couple of years (laughs) keep yourself fresh and i've always picked my spots anyway but i am i am picking like that show will happen and then i'll listen to it you speak about it mm. and that will be how I decide whether to watch it or not. <laughs> if I hear Osprey's holding back, I'm not going to bother. Mm. You, you watch Janela and Bloodspot though, won't you, Joe? Oh yeah, the GCW mm. stuff I'll definitely watch. And you know what? I hate to say it, it'll be a year since I last would have seen them, but I'll probably end up watching that Ring of Honor show yeah. because of the new japan talent that are on there but i'll just try and think of it as a new japan show the ring of honor of like hijacked (laughs) in some way we have to get you on for that joe like the the reunion there we get get your your take on the 2020 version at least your shoulder's not going to get separated this time (laughs) yeah well i'll be sat next to you probably rather than you know some reject from the ecw arena so yeah i don't plan on beating the shit out of you for no reason during the show like he did (laughs) <laughs> okay. but what, what? <laughs> that's a low bar isn't it 
<laughs> you better company. There you go, JP. That's nice. Yeah, um, exactly. I was going to say, like, one thing that's been teased for that, I think Osprey was on Twitter trying to get the, uh, speaking of retro ROH, he's trying to get the pure title brought back. Now, Will Osprey wouldn't be my guy for that. But I think Gresham uh, showed some interest as well. What if he did that over many weekend, Joe? Would that get you in? But you were pure. Oh, you were a Nigel fan. I hate to be honest, right? It's funny. It's funny what nostalgia does to you, doesn't it? Because I remember at the time hating the pure belt, the John Walters reign. The, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, the, uh, the other um, what you call it, Matt Striker reign. I've never seen some of that. I, I just thought it, it, they should have got the whole hog. It should. What you know what the, the pure title should be? It should be ambition, blood sport type rules. I know we didn't have that really back in the day. Obviously, there was UWFI, but it wasn't really the cool thing. But like the the whole like three rope breaks and no clothes fits stuff oh I always hated it were you a fan I thought it was alright I didn't mind it I, I think it was because I was a big Nigel McGuinness yeah there. he made it work and as better as anyone he did. made it work mm. and there were some really fun matches that he had during that period Um, so yeah for me it got Nigel over uh, really established him in the company he made it his own belt Um, Yeah, I I didn't mind it. I was all right with it. John Walters, look, give me the film director, John Walters, and (laughs) the pink flamingos and uh, hairspray over the kind of average. Get those films with Divine in and uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was her name? Ricky Waters? Ricky Lake. Ricky Lake. Yeah, yeah. It was recently on Celebrity X Factor. Really? Yeah, and Martin Bashir and Vinnie Jones, I saw. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Say hello. Yeah, Isn't he yeah. apparently great, though? Vinnie, uh, Vinnie Jones. Jones, I turned someone off. And you know, like, when you turn someone off on, like, on demand, yeah. and you have, I had, like, the guide up, and I was like, oh, the clash, what's this? Turned it off, and the TV had been left on ITV, and it was Vinnie Jones doing a clash medley. He was fucking awesome. Like, he should have been the, he should have been a front man, a punk band, rather than a football player and, a, and an actor, because he had, he had the presence. And then he um, went away for a bit, and he came, I turned it over again at the end, and he was doing the Foggy Dew, the Sinead O'Connor song that Conor McGregor comes out to. Oh, God. I was like, what the fuck is going on here? When I was watching the McGregor fight yesterday, I was like, this should be Vinnie Jones singing this, not Sinead. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? If, if Vinnie Jones came up with Conor, that would be the full babyface turn. I think I'd be, I'd be into this uh, Conor rehabilitation thing they're trying to do. I'm not. What yeah. with the uh, rape allegations, which He's are clearly shit, true. He's, yeah. it's, it's Tyson. It's every boxer ever where... Maradona, honestly, Tyson and Maradona, I think are his heroes. Mm. And we all look the other way because of the lack good and, you know, 40 seconds and I know Cowboys are, we're on to UFC now, but I know Cowboys not what he was and he's, he basically, he's the guy, isn't he, four days before a fight, somebody doesn't turn up, you get him in to get knocked out or maybe get a fluky win, like he's missed the 50-50. Connor did look great and I, even I was like going along with it and I took kind of pulled myself back, I was like, yeah. Do remember though, he is an utter piece of shit. Uh, as charismatic yeah. he is, and as good as he is, being honest, like, well, I don't know. Maybe it's being a wrestling fan that's just maybe not expect anything from uh, from the, the sporting greats at this point. Uh, I don't know. I I have a low bar. I think I heard Will Cooling make a comment of this. Like, I just assume them all to be absolute arseholes until proven otherwise, which is a horrible way to look at people yeah. generally. But to a certain degree, I don't. I never kind of, I don't know, I'm not of the age, but like my kids wouldn't look at someone like Conor McGregor as a kind of role model necessarily to kind of look at someone like that. And it's the idea of the role model and the people who kind of end up idolising them and then forgetting all of the kind of the willful ignorance of, of all the other stuff that he's done. In terms of the fight, it was exactly, I kind of, I don't know, there was a part of me still thought that Cerrone has the kind of, 
one punch. But then as soon as it started and the way it kicked off, you went, oh, this is going only one way. And I was glad Cerrone, who I've always liked watching, got a big payday as mm. one of his last fights. Yeah, yeah, so enough. from that perspective, I was quite pleased that he will have done well out of it because he's someone who deserves it. The way I thought about it was my reaction to the Oldo fight where I was like flipping out and couldn't believe what I was seeing. Mm. This one, I was like, oh, shit. And it was a kind of similar situation. I just mm. think that's where my sort of level of interest is in McGregor at this point in time. Obviously, I still watch. And I don't watch I'm not into MMA at the moment. No, I me neither. Why? It's the, like, it's the least thing I've ever been into it, to be honest with you. And I think the, I the McGregor stuff is an issue. Bisping retiring for me was a big thing as well. Mm. I love Bisping. As a personality as well, it could get me into fights. John Jones. John Jones is the biggest issue and the drug testing. Um, yeah, he's a and like my favourite yeah. fighters will just seem to be going at the same time. Cormier is on his way out as well. Mm. Um, so yeah, my interest think, uh, sort of real low ebb with MMA generally at this point in time. I think they kind of it's done the WWE thing as well, where like content is king, and they've gone that same WWE plan of just pumping out, pumping out, pumping out show after show guy after guy and it just stops meaning anything doesn't it they're making more money you know and good on them i suppose it's the right business thing to do isn't it but like the last like two or three years it's just like how do you possibly keep up with ufc i don't think it's like and i've heard it said before like you're not supposed to it's a bit like what i think vince's attitude to wwe is now i don't think we all kind of think oh how do they expect us to watch all these hours of wwe and i think the answer is they, they probably don't they just expect somebody to watch it and i think it's the same thing with ufc it's just the, they've gone that route of just we'll put so much out we'll make so much money we've got a base audience who'll probably watch the bigger fights and even mm. if like a a big mcgregor fight doesn't do the numbers it used to because it's on you know a, is the espn the streaming service it's on now rather than proper yeah, yeah. View. yeah like but they're gonna make their guaranteed money and, they're, and they're, you know the, the rich end of ufc is gonna get richer and that's all that matters it's like that's yeah. ufc is wwe in so many ways it is. It's, it's funny. It was like a bigger kind of issue that we've all kind of touched upon in, mm. in recent ways where a lot of companies seem to exist effectively because they're content providers. And that's the reason why Ring of Honor does it for those kind of local syndicated shows around the country. AEW is that with the which we'll get on to in terms of the TV deal they have. That's about content for TNT, possibly mm. TBS, the Bleacher Report stuff that they have going on. WWE, as we always know, that's just content for Fox and USA. Without it, USA are in the shit in terms of their ratings. So don't really seem to produce anything else that draws anywhere near the kind of numbers that Raw does. And then you look at like MLW are trying to get a, like the, apparently they're oh, not that yeah. far off getting a TV Showtime deal. Showtime was the rumor, wasn't it? Like going Showtime really? was that's, the rumor. That's really interesting. That, I haven't seen that. If they did that it like one a boxing style, me more than others because yeah, definitely yeah. Showtime, I think, have always been good when they presented combat sports. Yeah. yeah. If it was like what we were hoping AEW was going to be at the start, you know, like yes. a, a big special every couple of weeks, maybe not a weekly TV. As much as I enjoy MLW's weekly TV, you can't watch that every week. But if it was like that, you know, where there was just a special every couple of weeks, I think I'd be into that. Absolutely. I think there would. One thing I do want to see when it's on their TV is that angle at the end with the Tom Lawler stable. I think, is it Team Filthy? Mm. And then they did a thing in Texas where he was like wiping his ass with oh, the Texas flag. flag as people yeah. are shouting at Tom Lawler. And it's just like the bloke is magic, which then always brings up the point why the fuck is no one booking him over here? Yeah. Other than the great man Stephen Flutter, who <laughs> seemed to completely get it straight away. 
got him into plenty of matches that weekend, of which we didn't see. All we saw all but two of them. <laughs> yeah, we need to we need more of that. Yeah, they got good things going on though, Remo. Do we? I mean, if like yeah. if they make it more visible and they go like that style, yeah, that could work out. Like that, that's a that's a that could be a really cool thing. They've also and I've brought this up before as well. Um, they're very good because MJF is effectively gone. But in that time, MJF has managed to get Alexander Hammerstone pretty much over with a lot of that that audience as well, hmm. and Richard Holiday in the time that he's there which just shows how well they end up using it. I know they're doing the same with Jimmy Havoc and Mance Warner, the idea that he's there to just lose these death matches. So no, is Jimmy Havoc going to stay with AEW? They haven't booked him in a while. Well, why would you book him? <laughs> I think I think we're blessed, aren't we, if that's Tone's attitude. Look, I'm glad I've not had to see him mm. on that TV for a few weeks because but, when he was there, he was painfully exposed. And, yeah. Mm, yeah. It's the stuff, the only stuff in MLW that I don't watch is the stuff that he appears in. Like he'll appear on that everyone's on, but his contract must be running out pretty soon as well. So if he loses AW, be um be back at the boring chapter one. Oh, back back the There's a match. <laughs> yeah. Dream match. Oh. No, I won't be watching. Um, <laughs> uh. But yeah, I, I'm kind of like I like MLW, mm. and I like what they do with a lot of the younger talent. It is very raw, but that rawness is kind of part of the intrigue and having. We might as well go into it, but in terms of watching some of Hard to Kill, which at points was really should have been called Hard to Watch, because <laughs> some of it, apart from the, the main event, which I liked, and there's a couple oh. of other matches I haven't seen on the card, it, comparing the two, MLW, which those two seem to be so familiar in my mind for a little while, but it mm. seems like MLW has the advantage when it comes to the kind of certainly the quality of the storylines it comes up more it comes out like more like a high value product doesn't it impact comes across it's like the shindiest indie that somehow got a tv deal at this point like uh as far as professional uh, like a professional setup goes like mlw have gotten them beaten but yeah did you watch the whole hard to kill pay for you did you do because jp because i only watched the main events like i was as much as i enjoy like rob van damen as middle-aged mid midlife crisis with his girlfriend as girlfriend's mm-hmm. girlfriend stuff and getting them kicked off twitch because they did a segment on impact this week that i did watch that was basically like a mini porn yep. um, as much as i do have a laugh at all that stuff even me i was like ah, i'm gonna cherry cut this one i can't i can't i can't watch more moose matches uh as much as a bigger fan of i was seeing him in a random pub in preston uh, i can't say i'm uh, closely following the career of moose at this point or the career of rhino or rob van damme He'll always bring a smile on my face when you mention Moose, though, for some reason. Anytime I mention him, I've just got the image of him eating a Chinese <laughs> in Preston. It's, it's those kind of images that I, I kind of take with it with him. So he just makes, he's just like a figure of fun for me. And him and a counsellor's wife as well. That's probably yeah. the other one, yeah. <laughs> yeah, less about that. Yeah. Did you watch the whole thing, though, JP? Did you bother? I, Former I, counsellor. I didn't. I, oh, made, I didn't know that. I made some of the. Um, I made some notes on some bits of it at the start oh, on, because I started watching when there was a rain delay in what um, turned out to be England winning two one, putting a uh, bloody good. This is my time. It's like a piss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> JP, let's do it's the, the holy hour. combination of impact and cricket that's driven <laughs> driven Joe away for at least two minutes. Um, so I I watched it and I liked the venue. From what I saw of it, there's stuff about the presentation that they do well, but there's so much of the old TNA about the place still. They can't help themselves. 
much in the same way that they inexplicably seem to find one person or a company in this world that falls in love with them to the point where they do irrational things like Dixie Carter did with with TNA and now Anthem seems to have done by buying a television station, kicking New Japan off it so they can bloody devote it to effectively TNA. It's fucking wild when you think about it, Benno. Mm. shouldn't work in any sense of the world, but people seem to absolutely fall in love with it and not let go. And I've <laughs> let go quite a while ago on this. But there is, like, this, there was a bit that I did laugh at. It was more around, like, the kind of stories and the build-up to it. So do you see Trey Miguel Ace Austin's story? I haven't seen, no. I've seen, like, uh, I, I like Ace Austin. Uh, he's, yeah. actually, he's over he's doing TNT in Liverpool in a couple of months okay. I like I like Trey Miguel but I've seen enough of them on the Impact TV I wasn't uh, oh, did I miss out by not watching this one JP well it's all based around Trey, uh, Trey Miguel's mum mm. and um, Ace Austin asking her for a kiss and stuff like this amazing and I won't well, I lie part of me thinks a mum based angle <laughs> could be it's is not the worst way to go at times Sounds in great. order to get that kind of reaction. Don Callis, so fucking genius. There was that. There was, I mean, I just put down like, when it's all about RVD, just RVD is Charlie th- Charlie Sheen. <laughs> Basically, that, that's kind of what this is. He did the do moment. the winning quote, to be fair to him, like it's 2004. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would do it. He's very much stuck in the 90s, is Rob. So, I mean, like. Is he a hero? I don't know. Well, my hero. It's yeah. too much for me. Just looking at like that. Like, I was. It was just exhausting looking. I was like, oh my it's god, f- like Jesus. He just seems like you would say living his best life, but there is a very much bleakness behind it as well, well at the same time. He, he didn't um, bring any of this up to me and Matty uh, JP at, uh, at the full of a wrestling when we had that uh, those beer oh, yeah. with him till the early hours. His girlfriend, He's your and, mate, isn't he? So. His, his girlfriend and his girlfriend's girlfriend didn't come up. I'm not sure if he was still married at the time. Maybe he hadn't got, got quite That's... into the midlife crisis, Bob. But I can't, I can't help but be happy for our Bob. I think it's, uh, <laughs> I, I, I appreciate that. Is it? What is he now? What fifty something like that? Getting towards fifty. Or is he 40s? He must be in his, like, sort of mid to late 40s. I think he's late 40s. Late 40s. 40s. It just looks a bit tragic to me. Got rid of his theme music, you know? Oh, Rob Van Damme. The whole fucking show. Got rid of it. That's a shame. That's That's a real tragedy. tragedy. Yeah, that was the best thing you had going for him. He just reminds me of what JP would be if he never had kids. (laughs) (laughs) No. Not me. I just looked Mm. it up. He's 49. This is going to be 49-year-old JP. I did. (laughs) But you know... I did make a note in it because I did think about Joe while watching this show. And there was a part of me thinking if you, it's some of these nonsense parts that if he in the right context would be the kind of things that make you laugh. The idea of Ken Shamrock and a feud, the, the RBD state of done, done different. I know the body and the face are from two completely different human beings because <laughs> he looks like he's in his seventies in his face. Mm. But he's just, he's ripped to fuck, but can also barely move. That was mm. awful. Right. That yeah, him and Madman Fulton at the beginning. It was it wasn't good. So yeah, Shamrock, like I say, mum based angles. I think you weren't in the room at the time. Mum. Yeah, yeah, and I was like, Trey Miguel's mum and Ace Austin was coming on to her in their next division match. Sounds great audience. to me, Joe. Is it his actual mum? You're, you're there saying, but with TNA, you don't know. Claire Lynch wasn't real, was she? 
<laughs> oh, that was that was yeah. great though. That was a classic storyline. Um, oh, especially AJ's shoot interview where he talks about that storyline. Oh, he said he was promised a hot piece of ass, and then she turned up. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell! They have got to bring Ooh. it back. Like, I can't believe we talked Mania weekend before. JP didn't talk the retro show. The plan and do it on Mania weekend, similar to oh, ROH. Yeah. They're not going to be able. It's it's literally it's it's branded TNA total nonstop action, and I think they're letting um, Ethan Page have the book. Uh, the majority of TNA legends are signed WWE and AW contracts, but if they don't bring back Claire Lynch, they're missing a trick. She should be the main Hold event on. of that show. This is are like they doing like an ECW one night stand TNA show. Very yes. tongue in cheek, like Ethan Page yeah. is doing like a um, like Fucking a t- he's pushing on Twitter, like getting fans to like start <laughs> hashtags and try and convince management to give him the book for one night and run a TNA retro show. Honestly, it's gonna be full of like flying oh, can Elvises. Can Ric Flair get ice? Sonny Siaki. <laughs> Yeah. No, this this kind of version of oh like, my, Flying Elvis has shown me this. Oh, need wrong killings out there. Jeff Jarrett's under contract. Uh-huh. We got Shamrock. He was the first ever champion when it was NWIT and A. Yeah, he so you could get him in. Could do that. Uh, fuck it out, bring Kevin us- Nash. He could make an appearance. Oh, oh, Kevin Nash could bring back that. Um, the theme, yeah, the, um, you know, when he basically squashed the entire X division. Yes. Yeah. He could do that again Paparazzi with that tro- productions. Yeah, yeah, they could bring that back. That Alex was Shelley that was all right. Contract. Watching matches from three-sided rings. Yeah. They used to always talk about. <laughs> yeah. You know, in them, though, they'll do the dancing girls in the cages. That's the kind of you stuff. You know what they, they can do? do? Oh, God. Oh, why am I getting excited Go about on, this? Go on. You and Ethan Page should be looking at this. Don West. <laughs> Oh. oh, they need Come to. Come on, Red. Come on, Red. Go, Red, go. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Dixie, she's got to be there. Oh, she's already, she tweeted about it today. She uh, promoted it on Twitter, which of course she did. She's got to. I want, if Dixie and Claire Lynch don't do a Jewel and Mike segment, I'm going to be devastated. Oh, I might get Surge out there as well. <laughs> Female cre- creator, oh, Russo. I could, that. I could do without Russo, to be honest with uh, you. He'll be there. You've got to think out the yeah. box, though, because you can't get your like, so like Abyss is under contract, Joe, AJ. You've got to go full shitty. Early. Shark Boy. Yeah, Shark Boy's got to be on the show. Like, early in the good TV. Oh, the Bentley Bounce. <laughs> the, the Bentley Bounce, get that back. <laughs> Michael Shane, oh, is he still alive? Bring him oh. back. Yeah, 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 yeah. Who's that? Who's still alive? Michael Shane. Yeah. Sean Michael's nephew. Genuinely, I remember, remember that. Yeah, uh, that Johnny Devine. Remember him? Oh, oh yeah, eight one. You know yeah. what they need to do? <laughs> yeah. Dust off, oh, Mont- Scott them all. Scott them all. <laughs> got him there already. Petey Williams, he's <laughs> there as well, isn't he? He'll be. Yeah. Dust off, yeah. Monty Brown, and bring him back. Like no one's well, seen him in about fifteen years. Imagine if he comes out like in the shape of Ken Shamrock or something like that. Pounces somebody to end the show. Oh, there's money in that. I'll have to look for it, but I saw a photo somebody had taken of Monty Brown not that long ago, and he looked in good shape. Yeah, okay. I get him in, too. get get the proper pounce on the go. It's a shame. Um, Bob- I want Ron Killings in there as well. It's a shame. Classic Ron Killings. Bobby Lashley has just got remarried in oh. WWE because. I tell you what, a Scott Steiner Bobby Lashley feud rehash is something I'd be more than up for. <laughs> what a feud that was. All, all I really want, Joe, is for them to, if they can't get those types of guys, lay out the money and bring back some of the classic themes. Like, slip Serge a tenor and get the rights to, like, that marvellous me, Razor Ramon, uh, Scott Hall song. Get Nash coming out to the, uh, the Still Dre ripoff. Like, bring back some of the classics and I'll be happy. As long as, as long as they play my world in memory of 
Oh. The real king of TNA, <laughs> oh. we haven't mentioned at all during. Oh, no, this. he's under contract though, isn't he, JP? That's the sad thing. Poor Jarrett. Do what NWA oh. did with Cornette, just pretend he's dead. Aren't they Do like, like a ten bell salute to a screen of Jeff playing My World. <laughs> just people stood up the aisle. Don't WWE claim to be friends with TNA now? They kind of. It's weird because like they, they did borrowed footage, haven't they? Yeah, they so maybe footage, you know, yeah. part of the deal, bit of Jeff in. But then the main other... event, stroke in the main event, oh, <laughs> king of the mountain match. Oh, oh they've got to be redo that um, classic Nash Jeff Jarrett. Chris match. Harris, Chris Harris on oh, this as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, America's most wanted. I, I, if Lance Archer's there, I'd be well up for a bit of. Oh no, he wasn't America's most wanted. That no, was, no, no, uh, no. Uh, Harris and Storm. He Storm. was. Yeah, he yeah, was James. If Storm. you get um, Lance Archer. Kid Cash to pull mate the Lance later. Archer and Rock and Rave connection. Yes. Jimmy Raven for the weekend. <laughs> That's what we want. Oh my god, Lance Hoyt. Sorry, Ethan uh, Page. Mania, and it's WrestleMania weekend. Mania. Yeah. we'll be running wild. <laughs> I'm more excited for this than I should be. We, I'm we, excited for a fucking meme show. <laughs> this is the meme show we want, though. Meme show. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I feel like I've got to watch this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We've gone from, like, how do they pull this show off to, you know what, they really could pull this show off, and it could yeah. be the show of Mania Weekend. Joey Janela, eat their dust. Done right could be glorious. <laughs> TNA, though, and TNA and done right are not things that go together. Very true. It's it's embedded in its DNA. It's a shame it can't be at the Nashville Fairgrounds or oh, the Impact yeah. Zone, to be honest with you. Orlando's yeah. only an hour up the road. Yeah, they, they really should have done with it. Gone like back to the soundstage on the full Impact Zone. Yeah. Get the same front row fans doing the Bentley bounce and uh, going mm. to pints with line toys after the shows. Oh, could have really worked out. Oh, I'm still I'm excited for it. No, this is exactly. the show many weekends. This is the one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, oh it's tragic, isn't it? <laughs> it is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's definitely added to the watch list, I'll say that much. Yeah. Um, so that was our review of Hard to Kill. Sorry. That was our review of Hard to Kill. Which we didn't even mention the main event of all things. <laughs> oh, that, you know what? We dump on TNA, JP, but I'll tell you what, like I really, really... I, I said the last week when we did our top 10 of the year, it wouldn't have made my top 10, but I felt like I wanted to put it as an honorable mention, the, uh, the first Tessa Blanchard and Sammy Callahan match. And you can say what you want about them both being pieces of shit, and they probably are. But like we said earlier, I don't know whether it's just it's a me thing, but like I, I don't really care too much about all that stuff. Like for me though, like you'd struggle, despite whatever you think of them as people, you would mm. struggle to find matches where like you get two people who play the role so well. Like Sammy Callahan is so I know it impacts like a shindy at this point, and mm-hmm. maybe you know in the classic era of the TNA, Sammy Callahan's nowhere near the top of the card. But this is what they've got, and he is such a fucking shit. I thought he was brilliant in his role. I thought Tessa was great as like the underdog, like taking brutal punishments and basically killing herself just to stay in it. Like, I absolutely love this thing. Like, I, I wouldn't go higher than, say, a 4.25 on Grapple, but I would say mm. as far as the match being what it needed to be, even in the shadow of all that Tessa Blanchard nonsense that I suppose we have to mention, like, I thought it was absolutely just perfectly done uh, for the story they were trying to tell. Yeah, it was um, It was a match that I kind of, you know, after everything that had necessarily gone on, I was kind of fascinated by seeing what the reaction was to it. And it felt, you know, pretty quiet, but then soon enough, the crowd were just completely with it Mm. and completely engaged. I went four stars on this in the sense that I thought, I thought it was, it was very good is what I say it was. And it was enjoyable. And Callahan 
was well, they were both working her ass off, but <coughs> Callahan was really working his ass off to get the kind of doing the job. Given what had happened that weekend, mm. then he managed to get her baby face heat. That's pretty damn impressive, no? If you're managing to do that, given uh, TNA, what TNA crowds don't give a fuck. Look at what they did with Rob Van Der. Yeah. The TNA crowds are like Elgin, not Moose, Eve, or elements of the progress yeah. crowd. TNA crowds aren't woke. Well, anyway, this is so. it, and um, and the way that they did it, it it really worked, and it was a great match. Like you say, it was like he laid it in a bit on the near falls as well. Um, Really, like I always like that kind of constant pace throughout, just like never bored. I found it to be like quite an easy watch, this mm. one, as much as anything else. And it's like, not like necessarily going completely overboard on it, but I thought for what it was, they did a very good job in terms of the presentation. Mm. What I will say about her is they'll get to a point where there'll be some people who don't want to follow her or anything <coughs> else. That's not going to stop her from being booked. She's an excellent wrestler. The criteria is based around necessarily her as a wrestler, her as a human being. Doesn't sound particularly nice, but in wrestling, my God, considering oh, some of the she's people... She's the best are, female wrestler in... But in terms of her talent as well, she is. It Her attitude is the thing that does always answer the question, I suppose, of why she why hasn't been hired by a... Ma- why she's yeah. not been hired by a major company. Yeah. I, she's good. I think I could see AEW at some point, surely. I think Especially so. with her dad there. You and, know. I think in, and I think people will... They'll be to be kind of forced to change the behaviour if she's necessarily yeah. signed up into it, if she is signed up by someone. Yeah, and, you know, some of the comments she yeah. made are true. That's not cool on any level at all. And you it wonder is. what went on in Magnum TA's house when she was growing up, possibly. <laughs> if that's learned behaviour. Well, he bore her up, didn't he? She wasn't uh, in with Tully. Yeah. yeah, he was her stepdad. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, if that's learned behaviour, you know, old Magnum. Yeah. Uh, she, well, I don't know. I don't know. Speculation, but yeah, yeah. As far as a talent goes, uh, I think she's the best female wrestler wrestling, sort of in the US. Yeah. I don't think there's anyone that's close to her. I, I look at that AEW women's roster and how bad the women's wrestling is in AEW. Oh, fucking and sucks. I look at how good Tessa Blanchard is, and mm. she's so good. Her execution is like second to mm-hmm. none. Her offense is awesome. There are little things. She adds to her offense that just make it stand out a little bit more. Her selling is amazing. Her mm. facial expressions. Yep. I, I've not seen a better um, female wrestler sell um, in, in a long time. Yeah. Like her selling her facial expressions when she's in submission moves, when she's struggling, when she's coming from underneath. So good. But also when she's working on top, her facial expressions are as good when she's dominating someone like she's next level talent. If you ask me her and Io Shirai is a match that I would absolutely love to see. I think they kill it. Her and Asuka, if WWE would ever book Asuka, right. And they signed Tessa. I think it'd be second to done. Problem is of AEW. I can't see who they've got opponent wise. That would be good enough for Tess for Tessa. I don't rate these Japanese women that I'm told are amazing from stardom, like that one who does the Freddie Mercury gimmick. Oh, She's kind of shit, if you Emi, ask me. Emi Sakura. Um, that fucking yeah. song as well. Oh, I hate the whole yeah, presentation. Hikaru Shida is all right. Yeah. Uh, mm. But, yeah, I just I just think 
she needs opponents as well. Mm. And I look at WWE and I think, Charlotte, I'd love to see that match. Sasha Banks, I think they'd have a killer match together. Bailey as well. Becky Lynch. Um, I don't think Becky Lynch is very I'd good. I'd like to I think see that. I think there'd be an aura. Yeah, there'd be an aura, but I think she's really sloppy as a worker, if I'm honest with you. I think she's quite overrated as a wrestler. I think, the, I think that Charlotte, but Bailey, Sasha Banks, Asuka, Kyrie Sane... Um, probably Rhea Ripley at this point as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Io Shirai, maybe Candice, are f- better wrestlers than Becky Lynch, if you ask me. But you think about the wrestlers I just listed off there. There's a, a plethora of talent that I'd love to see Tessa Blanchard face in WWE. But yeah, it doesn't look like that's going to happen anytime soon. And actually, you know what? I don't really want to watch WWE. But <laughs> yeah, if WWE, if AEW can pick up someone who would be a good rival for her. Yeah, get her in. Definitely. Yeah, and she is. She's just, again, okay, she's a piece of shit. Okay, she said the thing that's alleged she said, and she probably did, given the amount of people who've said that, you know, and uh, denials don't help her either, do they? Like, it's just like at this point, when there's like six witnesses, just admit it and move on with your life, you know, to the extent that people are going to let you move on with your life. Um, that's that's the inexcusable part. I don't really care about a wrestler being a bully backstage and being a piece of shit. I just... I just don't. Uh, I think if you if you start caring about that, then there's going to be lots more stories out there that are going to kill you, your faves as well. But if she yeah. has genuinely put that behaviour behind her, then hopefully, yeah, AW do take a look at it because she's wasted on impact. Like she, she has just got like you said, Joe, about her selling and stuff. She's got like it's a presence thing for me. It, she just yeah, comes across definitely. like a star. It was the same in your call when we saw her there. Yeah. She carries herself like a star, and yeah, she can. She, I, I don't, I don't like intergender wrestling and both of these matches now I've just not thought about it I've just enjoyed it for what it is and I just mm-hmm. think she you know it's a story you can tell I suppose and it's a story that was told so well and it was mainly because and I don't think Sammy Callahan should be lost either because I thought he was great like the spit falling yeah. off his mouth and just being an like an absolute detestable piece of shit he was great in his role too but so was she it was about how good both of them were in the roles wasn't it JP yeah it really was it was it was really well cast for it and a really good match. But, I mean, in terms of the other stuff I saw on the show, it was, like, the best match by quite some margin. Yeah, I think in agenda you can do now and then. It's not something I want to yeah. see It's a story constantly. you can yeah. tell, isn't it, yeah. Joe, rather than being like, yeah. I don't like it when it's a cause, you know what I mean? It's just like, yeah. come on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I always thought the way, I mean, we said it before with Riptide, the way you're doing it, like, Street Fighter, basically. So it's kind of done I think and you can do it at that level. Of- and that's what I was going to say. Do that independent and, that's, level. and that's where it works. Yeah. And that's but how wrestlers get better too. Like Millie McKenzie isn't as good as she is if she doesn't wrestle men. Yeah. Yeah. And I think do it at the independent level, I'm fine with that. But it depends on the presentation of the promotion. Yeah. Like if Rev Pro started doing it, I think it would be kind of weird. It'd be awful. But Fight Club Pro doing it just feels fun. Natural. Do you know yeah. what I mean? But it's all in the presentation. Definitely. Uh, anything more on that impact show, JP? Or should we get into uh, to AEW? Oh, we should get into AEW. Good old AEW. Well, we did tease it there, didn't we? And yeah, because we've had a, a few specials and the Christmas period. Like, we haven't had a big old chat about AEW. And we're not going to go, like, comb through the, the show by show for shows that happened two and three weeks ago. But I suppose we can talk broad strokes and maybe talk in a bit more detail about the last AEW show. But 
it's been an interesting little period for AW, isn't it? The, the, the lads all went to Benidorm this week. You got to see uh, Taz got signed and all the uh, all the announcers in their lovely uh, Hawaiian shirts for uh, the Bash at the Beach episode this week, which I thought was a genuine improvement on the previous week that I thought was one of the worst TV shows I think I've ever seen, which was a damn sight worse than the week before that, which we thought was a really great TV show. It's kind of been all over the place these last three weeks, like the narrative with AEW, but despite it all, they managed to sign themselves a new deal. They're going to be solvent for a few years going forward. I suppose that's the the, the main story that that's happened, but what a weird, weird three to four weeks for uh, for AEW. I'm 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 struggling to peg them at the moment. Like uh, for all the uh, for all the negative you can say about them, you know the they're a fully solvent business at this point. The ratings have rebounded. Mm-hmm. Like that show a couple of weeks ago with that rotten Brandy Rhodes promo backstage that led into. Sorry, the, sorry, the, so the commentary work that led into like a terrible match that led into a terrible Dark Order moment. And then you look at the ratings and they actually did sound. And then they did sound the week after. Like, I don't even know how you analyze this stuff. Like, what has AEW been these last few weeks? And what is, what is the biggest story there out of all those different things? You know, even them losing out on Marty that have uh, come out these last few weeks, JP. It's kind of wild, isn't it? Mm. Um, of what's going on. And if nothing else, like, it's interesting to follow them. There's always mm. stuff going on with AEW. Um, I suppose, first of all, like the TV deal being the kind of big one, mm. the thing that we all would have wanted, the worst thing that could have happened to the industry is that it doesn't work on TNT and it goes under within a year because it's kind of almost a death knell of there can't be a major national touring company in the US uh, TV company in the US that can compete on any kind of level with WWE. Hmm. They've got to the point where the main thing they needed was some sort of financial stability, which appears to be the case there. And they're not going away for the next couple of years, which the thing that you would hope happens as a result. And this is all very much wishful thinking is that they should, if nothing else, be able to calm down. Now they've Hmm. got security. They've got that kind of sorted out. There's a good opportunity here to kind of not overbook things and go, actually, we can do stuff that lasts two years. If you're really going to do that, you can have that long-term vision with someone like a Darby Allen is obviously perfect for it. Mm. Work two years from now because you've got it. You've got it paid for. They're making some money on the deal, um, it, which is an interesting one. The second the second TV program, which I think they're still taping on the night and doing dark on the night oh, as well. That's going to be a long oh, take. Well, yeah. the only thing that makes sense, and they talk about, you know, Dave Meltzer was talking about what night of the week it'd be on. Why is it on a night? We've said it before. It's Saturday mornings, Saturday, Sunday mornings. It's that, what we would think of as the experience slot mm, on Sky mm. One, that type of stuff. Um, I think that's what they would want to do. I think obviously it's a younger audience. Why not? Is is afternoon an absolute no go? I don't think they could do too wrong with that. And I think that would be a much more kind of sensible way to go with perhaps using more in the way of VT packages. I fear they're just going to stuff it put full of matches. Whereas they could use this live a, wire type show. Exactly. Recap with a couple of matches fresh for the show. Yeah, and mm. some and packages and angles, if nothing else. Leading then to what would be the main one. And then have it on at a time where you're getting that where you're <coughs> going for that younger audience as well. 
Mm. I'm surprised you didn't compare it to TNA Explosion, to be honest with you. <laughs> That's the route you need to go. your thing, yeah. yeah. Explosion. Yeah, I think you asked me like, if I ever watched it, and I'm like, yeah, I'm sure. I've seen <laughs> Explosion a few times before. If Never really missed, but it still exists. It doesn't. Still, International, still, is it? I'm sure they still tape stuff for Explosion. Fuck it up. <laughs> Please, someone tell me if they haven't. If I mean, it might, mate, no, I'm not surprised if it's ended. It shows how much on our radar I'm disappointed is. you don't know. <laughs> being yeah, the yeah, TNA fan. Yeah, <laughs> terrible for it. And the other thing saying about the TV program as well is hopefully they can start to not they can start to space out the amount of people they've got on some of these shows as well. So I think that'd be a good thing. <laughs> I think give... they've been doing that yeah. anyway. It's like some of the guys go missing for a couple of, like Darby Allen wasn't seen I'm... for like a month after that Jericho match. I'm thinking Jungle sometimes Boy they overuse some seen. people and never yeah. kind of give them a week off as well. I get using like the Bucks and Omega yeah. every week at this point in time. Um, I get having Jericho on your TV every week at this point especially as the guy who's kind of the ratings draw, mm-hmm. whose segments do the best. Um, but yeah, I think some of the undercard guys, they don't overexpose too much. Like Jungle Boy hasn't really been seen since the Jericho match. And then they've got that six-man coming up on the TV this week, mm. which Jericho cut the promo on last week to set up. So it's like a reminder there. So I think sometimes they do quite a decent job. I think they could have been, they could have got Darby Allen on TV a bit quicker after that oh, yeah. initial Jericho match. He disappeared, um, didn't he, for a few weeks? They did that yeah. twice with him. Same with, the, same with after the Cody match. He disappeared for a month as well. Yeah, um, but I think... Uh, yeah, maybe they need to find how a better way to do that and reminders of that person yeah. and maybe sort of vignettes or VTs with those guys in. But yeah, I think rotating the talent is a good thing, but I think you've got to be careful on who you rotate yes. and how yeah. you rotate them. Yeah. yeah, I think that's it. I think it's a focus thing, isn't it? Because like, I've seen people like, not doing somersaults over this this dark thing, but I think the the counterpoint to fuck me if if this is like a two hour version of dark that's going to be on TV every week, that's a lot of AEW mm. product. And I thought it's an hour this new show. I think it's only an hour this it's, one. Yeah, uh, I think the 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 word was it's an additional hour. I've heard, I think there's been different stories reported. People have reported it being as dark being expanded to two hours, and people have reported re- recorded it as dark as saying its own thing. And then there's another show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah, because I think you can make dark just to if they don't want to go with the kind of live wire thing on TV, you could do mm. that with dark potentially as like a mm. recap yeah. type show as well. Put it on YouTube as well, which is likely. To, yeah, yeah. There's just mm. I think there's just a danger of you'd only want to record a three-hour show weekly mm. max if you're going to do that you don't want to be doing four hours and trying to get out of it because you'll have an awful audience by the end you'll have people leaving by the end of it it won't work out if you've got one of them as a more magazine style show and or you're making enough kind of character pieces god forbid mention mm. get those back and i'm not talking about nightmare collective oh, ones either but that kind of thing though you know not nightmare collective but nightmare family you know like that youtube series yeah. to do where it's like you know showtime hbo documentary style like we got one of them week one didn't we for cozy and we've had like one or two of them since but more of that stuff i'd yeah. take but i do think yeah i think like a big positive where people spin it to is kind of well there's more hours and that's going to be a negative in some ways, but a positive is they can start giving work to some of like the lesser roster members. I don't know. Like I, Jimmy Avok. Yeah, exactly. It's like a lot of them, like the lesser roster members who can't get on TV, I can live without them getting on TV. And I almost think like they're trying to highlight too many people uh, in some weeks. Like there's too yep. much, too many segments. 
I almost feel like, and that's not a problem of, oh, well, they just need more time. That's a problem of stop trying to highlight this many characters. Like, yeah. you know, I love Pentagon and Phoenix, but would the show be any worse without Pentagon and Phoenix on every week right now? Um, you got to make some hard choices there, obviously, because I, I, you know, I love Penta and Phoenix, and there's a better way of using them. But you know what I mean? There's a lot of people like that who are kind of just, you know, uh, Christopher Daniels, whatever that storyline him and Pentagon are doing right now is just not particularly interesting to me. And some of the things they're cycling in to cycle out, you know, to give Cody a week off, to give Kenny a week off. I don't know. I don't know whether I just focus on the on the big names, and you know, maybe. I don't know, maybe more time would mean they wouldn't necessarily give more time to the characters that are interesting and the characters that matter. I wonder if more time would mean, okay, we get more matches from Peter Avalon and we get more fucking Gavin Sean Spears, whatever his name is, doing... He's still... You know that that entrance he does when the lights go out and he gets the big dramatic... He's still doing that in Dark. Like, (laughs) just fucking hilarious. Like, but you know what? I wonder, I worry about like, though, if it's going to be a case of just giving those guys more time. I hope it doesn't dilute, I suppose, what it, what, what dynamite is, um, is maybe my biggest uh, worry there. And I, I can say, I don't think they've shown that they're very good at, um, I don't know, highlighting several things at once uh, and managing the show. I'll be honest, what I would really like the second show to be. I'd like them to take the entire Brandy Rhodes division and put it onto one show so I never have to see it. She's fucking... And then I just will never watch that second show. She is so shit at everything. She's fucking... She's crap at these scary Power Ranger villain promos. She's fucking terrible in ring as a wrestler. She was rotten as a commentator burying the product. Like... Honestly, like this might sound sexist, but put her in a dress and make a follow Cody around. That's the only thing she's fucking good at. Like, there are good. I know you're not a big fan of the women's division on AEW, Joe, but there's fucking better women than Brandy Rhodes. Oh, yeah, like, no, there are. Yeah. And, you know, I don't. B Priestley, I think, is all right. Yeah. Um, Jamie Hater. Yeah, Jamie Hater's decent. She hasn't been on for ages, has no. she? Uh, perhaps it's, you know. Gonna make time for Brandy, yeah, yeah. Perhaps they're trying to smooth things over there because uh, Avok's not been on the while either. Has oh, he? that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but you got to give time yeah. to Brandy, Joe. You got to highlight the Nightmare Collective. He's getting her into stardom, is what yeah. Carl Fredericks is doing. <laughs> <laughs> He's already there. She's already there, mate. Yeah, I'm exactly. That's kind of how they met. That's what they want. Yeah. Hanging around at Corican, you know. That's shows after what I'll ever possibly. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, getting down, uh, you know, uh, Borna Carlo's bar or whatever it is afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a good time. Hasn't Toriyano got a bar as well? Yep. Yeah, yeah, I believe so, yeah. yeah. Get, getting, down the, getting down there. Dragon Gate used to Get to Farley's Cafe. I don't know, mate. Okay. <laughs> you be the man to know. <laughs> um, oh, but anyway, Brandy's crap, isn't she, Joe? Fuck it. Yeah, awful. And like these women's segments, I've had to start just running through. Because they're that bad. Like they've, I had an interest at first. I thought they would. Britt Baker's not great, but they were doing interesting things of her. Got the approach. Now, what's I don't know what's going on with this heel turn. I I just see it, Brandy Rhodes, and I'm like, right, I'm running through this. I can't put myself through this. Saw uh, Doctor Luther <laughs> yes, turned up as well. Like, all right, tip of our tongues, really, wasn't it? Well, often you, we say, where is ninety four FMW? I think Tone's a big FMW fan, maybe. But hopefully, we will get Masato Tanaka, and if he is, I'd be up for a bit of that. That'd be wild. Him and Dean Am, oh, John Moxley, him and Darby Allen, that'd be a good. Very when the whole hog just got a neater in. Uh, he, he's an old man. 
Uh, whereas Masat Tanaka can still go. Like, he's mm. sort of fucking wild when he was. You saw him at Fight Club yeah, Pro, it was, all, it was awesome. I mean, went... you were saying, looking at him afterwards, just saying, like, Jesus, he's still taking all the chair shots to the head. Yeah, and... he was. He was absolutely mad. Um, yeah, bring him in, not uh, Dr. Luther. Yeah. <laughs> Who's he friend? There's someone else he's friend. Is it on Cody's side or something? Like Jericho. That? He's Jericho. Jericho. Yeah, they came up to him, But yeah, like, I. There's just so it's it's the overall lack of quality control. It's the fact that there's like because it was in the Observer this week, wasn't it? That Tony Khan's taking a more active interest in in AEW, and he even said after that terrible week where like it's like I was so sad we didn't get a chance to talk about it because that show where like like I said, Brandy came out and did the commentary and was terrible. The women's match was terrible. That led to like a, a distraction finish with. Pentagon coming out on the microphone that led to Evil Uno doing literally the same, like coming out on a microphone and walking the same walk as Pentagon like 10 seconds later that led to in the next segment Pentagon coming back out for a match that led to like another Willy Wonty joint angle for a stable on the same night that Jericho and Moxley were doing the same thing and like I just that show a couple of weeks ago was like the poster boy for I think mm. some of AEW's problems in like one, there being too many cooks, and two, just there not being like somebody grabbing this thing by the scruff of the neck and just having some control over what's going on. I having some like just that bird's eye view of you know what we shouldn't have two of these segments back to back that are basically the same segments. You know, oh we maybe we should lay this out a bit better. Maybe this brandy segment is absolutely terrible, and we need to bin the entire thing off. Maybe these dark order things aren't working. I mean, maybe oh. this last week is is Tony correcting course and going another direction. But we got we even got one of them videos this week as well, didn't we? It's like. I don't want them to fall into the WWE plan of like, it feels like people are loudly making clear how bad this stuff is or even silently making how bad this stuff is with like the lack of reaction to some of the Dark Order and Brandy in that segment. But I really don't want them to go down the WWE route either of just kind of carrying on with the plans and not really listening to the, the fan backlash. I just, I think what I want is, yeah, I want Big Tone to be the man we all hoped he was going to be a, a year and a half ago and just, just, just sort this out. He, as a fan, he can't like this. He must know this is shit. Oh, this Dark Order bollocks. Oh, my God. <laughs> it comes on, I'm like, oh, they're carrying on with this. Like, yeah. They're still yeah. going with this. Why is it not dead? And oh, when they spoke about not having, like, secret cameras and all the rest of it, it's yep. like, mm-hmm. yep. all right, that's out the window here, isn't it? Yeah. Ah, it's, it's awful. Like, I, I understand the Bucks are mates with uh, the Super Smash Brothers <sighs> and uh, had matches that apparently were really good with them. I've never seen any of them. Have them as a tag team. Um, yeah, and I understand that they're going to have a match with them at some point. Can we just put it on dark? Have your four-star match. Get out of the way. Keep them there as a jobber tag team on the undercard. Give your mates a job. Give them some solid employment. Like, that's fine. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I don't Do want to see him as a featured act. There's a reason that no one ever signed them. Like, Stu Grayson's quite good in the ring, but come on, look at Evil Uno. Look at him. Like, I know that's harsh, but look but at the, the look it's is a, terrible. It's an industry a lot of times built around aesthetics, Yeah, which isn't very nice, and people don't like hearing it, but that's un- it's, it's, it's a television product. It's, yeah, and he's not Vader. 
Yeah. Put it that way. Yeah. You and, know, he, and he's not Bray Wyatt. He's doing like his scary voice promos that just come across like a 10 year old trying mate, to do an act. It work in Chikara, wouldn't it? Uh, mate, come on. Bray Wyatt's fucking shit as well. There is bad. <laughs> Give me, give me Evil Uno over Bray. I've seen oh, better wow. Evil Uno matches than better Bray Wyatt matches. That's true. No match Wyatt, but oh, as a Evil Uno match at Attack in Mate, Cheltenham. is the Bray Wyatt character good? Is it good? I know we've discussed this before. Is that good? <laughs> hey, I'm doing really funny stuff that stands out and yeah, in a, on a wrestling show. Is it wrestling? It's not fucking wrestling. It's bollocks sci-fi <laughs> channel stuff to entertain. Hey, uh, and Bray Wyatt buys hey. into it and thinks he's like, I don't know, great because he's come up with this new wacky character where they spend loads of a fucking entrance <laughs> and then dim light. It's fucking shit. I'm not having someone say he's a good character. Worst gimmick in wrestling, if you ask me. <laughs> and this is actually Brandy Rhodes. Mm, they're up there together. They both deserve to get in the fucking bin. I know it's the wrong show for the in the bin stuff. I know it's the wrong time of year, but yeah. Get them in there. Oh, you just get me angry. Any mention of Bray <laughs> fucking what? Any mention of Bray White and good? Those are two things that should never go together. Because, <laughs> yeah. He's cut good promos in his life as well. No, he hasn't. <laughs> no, hey, his delivery the and, Boris his, and his intonation comparison. is fine. Yeah, he's Boris Johnson. He just says stuff. Yeah, he has done and some it's real like, bad oh, But there's no lies. or point to what he says yeah. ever. It's like, wow, great delivery. Yeah? What did he just say there? What meaning does what he's saying have? Look at like a Jake Roberts promo and the delivery intonation there. And what he says... Bray Wyatt's promos are empty. Anyway. <laughs> well, I mean, on that note, like, they're, they're looking at, like, I think that I think they are, it seems, moving away from, like, Uno you know, as, like, the evil, even if, I mean, if, like, he's an imitation of Bray Wyatt or whatever your mileage is on Bray Wyatt, you know, mm. I would say he's even a step down on that. But that's just me. But, like, I think they're even moving away from that because, like, I think the, the clip from last week, if you slow, if you speed it up, it's Raven's voice in the background. I think that's the direction they're going with it. I think it was originally, okay, it was in The Observer, wasn't it, that Marty was going to be, turn out to be like the the higher power like if that's if that, we're doing if the higher power angle if again. that's aw's like big booking plan for marty no wonder he's it was me, Austin. <laughs> it was me all along <laughs> no wonder that's he's saying ring of honor though fuck me if that was the big plan for marty i, I thought, thought the big Matt plan was Hardy. oh that would work too yeah yeah um but yeah, if, I don't think it'd be the worst thing if it's Matt Hardy. I think he could make it work. Too I think if he extent. made it really silly, make it yeah. camp and knowing, and stop yeah. it being like a serious story that's all over the show. That's the problem with it. It's yeah. a serious storyline. It doesn't have any have any legs in it at all. Mm. As something silly on the undercard or dark, mm. I don't really have to interact with it. Fine, it can exist then in its own little vacuum where they'll have good dark matches. Mm. Tone just needs to get rid of the sci-fi bullshit because I like science fiction. I don't like science fiction in wrestling. Mm, definitely. Imagine having science fiction in boxing. Mm. It's meant to be a fucking combat sport that we suspend our disbelief over. You're not going to have like... <laughs> sci-fi in UFC. Like, imagine if aliens coming in abducted Mike Tyson or some <laughs> shit. Like, it'd be, I won't oh. lie, I'd watch that. I'd be, I'd be, would be intrigued by that storyline. Fair enough. Turns out it's donking all along. <laughs> yeah, it sounds a bit like that Simpsons episode with uh, you know, Dredrick Tatum when Moe flies home around the... Oh, yeah. On the yeah, little yeah, thing yeah, on his yeah. back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Great episode. Um, but yeah, anyway, sorry, AW. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, I thought, like, yeah, that stuff's terrible. But I would say, like, as much as I've been criticising the last couple of weeks, like, this show's come at a time where I would say mm-hmm. the last TV show was solid. I thought, like, the... 
obviously there was the terrible Dark Order segment that, like you said, Joe, when it comes on screen, it is that feeling of, oh, we're still carrying on with this. And yeah, there was the rotten Brandy Rhodes match. But I thought the opener was fun, the big uh, the big multi-man spot fest. That I was thought, good. I thought Moxley yeah. and Sammy Guevara was good. Uh, I thought overall, I thought it was a, you know, Darby Allen and Pac was a, was a solid match too. And I had a good like balance of angles as well, you know, with the, uh, the Cody stuff, uh, with MJF and, you know, just, uh, in general, Jericho's, uh, Jericho's presence. And just, I think, I thought we felt like it was, a uh, for me, like back to what I want it to be, not a blow away show, but solid in ring, solid, like angles moving forwards. Like there is, you know, a lot of, a lot of positive, I think, to take from this last week's show. Yeah, it was bookended very well with two very good TV matches, which was the things that I think just massively helped. I'm not minded the Hangman Page stuff as well. It's a storyline that's playing yeah. out reasonably well over a period of time. Mm. I expected not to like it at first, but I don't know. I think he's he's finding himself. His delivery is good. Yeah, I've written down in my one fear is that they rush it. Because they need to do the thing where you tease it and actually he stays with them, which that War Games match is like the perfect time where you expect there to be the turn. And in fact, there kind of isn't the turn. And then build to it perhaps a bit Are they still going to do that though? They've not mentioned that in a long time. Have they not I gone? wouldn't be surprised if they did it in the summer. Yeah, I think it would be a good point. time to do it. I think as well, uh, I think they'll, they'll do the split in February. Because I think uh, it'll be him and Kenny, won't it, at the February pay-per-view, probably. Mm. But the other thing I don't understand, I feel like they realised that they blew their load too soon on the MJF Cody stuff. Mm-hmm. Because really, the MJF Cody stuff, the the kind of lead to the breakup, should have been leading them through from November to February. Yeah. And he probably should have been turning sometime around now or mm. in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And I think they've realised that they've been adding sort of filler there and it's kind of lost some of its buzz and its appeal. Imagine how hot it would have been if he turned a month before the pay-per-view. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they're so, they've so, sort of teasing that now with the Omega page stuff, trying to recapture some of what they thought they might have got out of that maybe. Mm. So it, it feels like it's maybe a weaker version mm-hmm. of what could have been the Cody MJF feud to some extent. But... No, as a, as a storyline and with some character development mm-hmm. for Paige, it's pretty good. Yeah. But hopefully it ends with an Omega win because, let's be honest, Omega's got a lot more upside at this point in time than Paige does. Whether he Paige, the, Paige, again, is a long-term project, which they've actually now got the finance in place to say, you, you spend a year building this guy up as one of your big heels. Like, that's that, that would seem like that's the way you've got to go really with him. What do you guys make about Moxley? I have to admit, I've been enjoying him. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, think I, like, I, like, I like the stuff of the car. It's I, Stone I like, Cold Steve Austin stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I like the promo the week before as yeah. well. That was all good. I thought the Guevara match was good. I thought maybe he gave Guevara a little bit too much, mm. uh, but it was still a fun match for what yeah. it was, a TV match. He gave him too much, but I think the fact that like Moxley got like the definitive win at the end, it was kind of like, I can forgive it in that scenario. It wasn't so much WWE 50-50, but I do get your point, yeah. Like Sammy Guevara, for his place on the card... It's probably a valid criticism, but I think I think he's actually been really good, Sammy. Like as far as like being that second in Jericho's group, like I always imagined it was going to like MJF would fit that role, but obviously I think it's much better MJF being a proper singles and having like someone like Sammy who I probably never would have put in the role as the like the other singles guy in the stable. Get giving him an opportunity like that, I think he's ran with it. I think he's been really entertaining and you know to the level that he needs to be. You know he doesn't need to be a big serious threatening actor. He's just an entertaining undercard heel. The picture-in-picture stuff is 
getting him over as well. Mm. And it's and I think it's working. The stuff he's doing out there when he comes out with the signs as well. It's a really simple little thing, but it now becomes an expected love part of the show. Take off. The love actually take <laughs> off, yeah. Which is a perverted, weird storyline, love actually. Well, they said Bob Dylan, and I was like, I Oh yeah. JR yeah, would have yeah, yeah. thing, yeah. I doubt yeah. JR's watched Love Actually, to be honest with you. <laughs> what what did you think of the uh, the angle, like with the uh, the blinded thing? It felt a bit Memphis yeah, is what it, I thought. It, I don't know. It just felt a bit out of it context. Connect, did it? Yeah, it was just like, mm-hmm. I didn't feel like the feud's been, this hasn't been the tone of the feud, has it? I get maybe if they want to jumpstart it and get away from the comedic, you know, Willy Wonky, Moxley, the whole, all the car stuff and like the, the jokey jokey, is he going to join the stable? I get like the motivation behind doing it, but you're right, Joe, I think that's the word. It didn't really connect it. It just felt a bit out of place and a bit, I don't know, it was forced the word. Like for, for yeah, Jericho to, yeah, do, I think to, it was. to hit him in the eye with a spike. I don't know. Just something about it wasn't quite right. And he was trying afterwards with the way he was selling it as well, but it just mm. didn't quite hit. It almost felt like we're too far gone. You've you've got to find another way of, of doing this, this classic angle that would have mm. been, you know, would have drawn the house 35 years ago. And the Dusty the, and the Road Warriors, isn't it? And the Junkyard Dog went blind in New Orleans or whatever it was. And <laughs> Michael Hayes match yeah. at the New Orleans Superdome. Yeah. It's not 1980, unfortunately. <laughs> although, although I do like the visual. As much as people in this country are trying to go back to like, a time before 1980. And America. 1950, more fucking <laughs> But I like but I like Moxley. Can't, as much as I didn't like, like didn't 100% connect with me, Moxley running around, you know, blind and one eye with bloody rags wrapped around his head. Yeah, looking like Solid Snake. It was that great. works. That does work for me, at least. And yeah, it gives, it gives us, I like, like the end of the show as well, giving us like Pat Moxley as like a, as a big man event uh, for this week coming up uh i would say yeah for all the negative that happened you know two weeks ago they did wash a lot of that bad taste out of my mouth this week god it still pisses on raw though doesn't it that's be yeah. brutal and it's still more interesting than nxt like nxt can be as solid as it wants on the other channel they can run a match like pete and uh, matt riddle against the grizzly mm-hmm. young vaccines which was a really really fun tag match like uh, thought- no mate the uh welsh subculture whatever they're called oh, sorry sorry, sorry yeah, the, yeah. South South Welsh subculture sorry i've got to give flash morgan webster and mark andrews the proper credit honestly the most interested i've been in them too and the most interested i've been in pete dunn in about two years like just being the straight man to, to Matt Riddle. They did have a lot of chemistry. I thought that was a lot of fun. You can have fun matches like that. You can have the Motor City Machine Guns on a, on mm-hmm. NXT, but then at the end of the day, it's just not half as interesting to follow to see what's the going on. time splitters, mate. Sorry. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm getting all my tag right. team fixed up Tag today. team correspondent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Look, it's late. It <laughs> is. Uh, and I never I was, was really a big time splitters fan, to be honest. I was more of a Motor City Machine Guns guy. The, the only thing I've thought about that show is just about how much kind of momentum it's lost since they're not doing the invasion stuff anymore. That page oh, does yeah. show you where weird. that kind of audience was. Yeah. It was, an, and it was, it was completely inevitable. It was like, where do you go with it after that? Um, they, they're not viewed as stars. Did you watch the tag match, JP, with Pete Dunne and Matt Riddle? No, I've not seen it yet. Have you not? No. Nah. Uh, Have you seen uh, it, Joe? I haven't, uh, but I just think to myself, you said they got a lot of chemistry. Is it JP and Matt Riddle? Is Pete Dunne a poor replacement for JP? It did sound like a good match, though. It sounded like a he's a, a better wrestler. A match born in Brit Rest oh, uh, that took three place years in ago. Florida. And my God, I'm sure uh, Flash Morgan Webster and Mark Andrews were loving the flat that they were in full sale doing a match uh, on the <laughs> USA Network. They're on the USA Network, like the Hardy Boys were on Raw. 20 years ago when I was watching them. Yeah. Oh, there's a pain wrestled here, boys. It's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well yeah. excited. Yeah. 
Yeah, and that is weird though as well. Like they get like this serious push on NXT is like them, and yeah, the reason I got the Grizzly Young Veterans on the main because they fa- they faced and beat uh, the Time Splitters. Like they they they're giving like these NXT UK scrubs a bit of a push on NXT proper, but I can't help but notice it's happening at the same time. The ratings are going down the tubes, and yeah. you know the, the 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 guys who've never been presented as stars, and the guys who like wasn't like they're a raw type in a few weeks ago where Flash Morgan Webster and Mark Andrews were like the jobbers to some Vince Hardon big man. Uh, I don't know if you can then turn around. Hey, lay off him. He's, Vince is, you know, it's Martin Luther King Day today, and he said it's his hero, so he's got a lot is he's it? thinking about. His oh. hero's oh, fucking hero's Biff Martin. Tannen, as we've established many times. It's not Martin Luther King. Yeah? Is that Particularly uh, alternative 1985 Biff Tannen after he gets a copy exactly. of Great Sports Old. Yeah. yeah. That's Vince. Like this- his, his, his other hero is Sylvester Stallone from Rambo 3. <laughs> specifically Rambo 3. When the PTSD's kind of forgotten about. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's just gunning down. Is he in Afghanistan? He's probably more of a Cobra fan, possibly, as well. <laughs> Marion <laughs> Cobaretti. I saw, like, a screenshot today, like, off air. We were talking, like, mid-2000s WWE, and I'd never seen this before, but it was, like, an, an old Martin Luther King day, and Teddy Long was on screen with, like, a picture of uh, Martin Luther King behind him and a picture of Vince behind him talking about his two big heroes. And I was like, that is the most Vince McMahon-produced segment of all time. Martin Jesus Luther King, he, he thinks it's his hero, but I don't think he really knows why he's his hero. Uh, it's fucking brilliant. I was chatting to a bloke today, actually, who uh, does a he does an American sports uh, show on Love Love Sport Radio. Yeah, uh, he came into college today because he's doing some with the students, and I had a really good chat with him. Big hmm. NFL fan. I'm not an NFL fan, but I know a, a, a stuff about the business, I suppose. Yeah. And I asked, I asked him if he was going to be following the XFL, and he was he was sort of saying about how he was interested in the business side of it. And I was telling him a, quite a lot about Vince McMahon. Uh, that he just didn't know about. I think he was very thankful for the uh, the information that he received from me about where the money's come from for the XFL, mm. the Alpha Entertainment stuff, my speculation about why it's called Alpha Entertainment, um, <laughs> how the XFL came to be again with that say, with um, the guy being, what's the guy, the TV producer's name, being interested in... Charlie Ebersole. Charlie Ebersole being interested in the name and all the rest of it. And Vince going, hey, there must be a market here. And uh, about how ultimately it's an ego trip for a man who failed the first time to basically fail again. Um, but yeah, fascinating stuff. I don't know where I'm going with it's this al- point. No. But it's always fun when you can educate like non-fans uh, about like the goings on at wrestling or like what what the what the real story is behind all this stuff. Like I saw one of uh, one of my mates was walking around London and saw the. Uh, did you see that Undertaker hearse? BT Sports had driving around. They had like yeah. no. They had, like, yeah, bits BT of. WWE memorabilia like dotted around London in different places with like a BT logo and there was like literally a horse a hearse driving around with the Undertaker's theme blaring out of it and there's like oh my god <laughs> and the what was, was like, this this was it was like during that you know, that launch party where we saw that great picture of David Moyes and um, Kane Velasquez uh, yeah. <laughs> it was during that but that was David Moyes was at a WWE BT Sport launch party. I think they were going round to West Ham's ground and stuff like that. What the fuck? <laughs> that is a pity you never thought you'd see. They drive for the EastEnders set while they. I were wish at they'd it. given sort of you media pass here, where you would have made it with you being there. Uh, we would never have got accreditation for that, lot, would we? <laughs> we're not going to give them positive coverage. We're not going to be. Like, oh, it was great. Got to see an Undertaker hearse. 
like you know, Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster would probably be shitting themselves if I see an Undertaker hearse. I, just, I could be in a casket match. <laughs> <laughs> he could put me in the casket. I'd go in the casket. Yeah, fuck off. Um, yeah, but wow. If if it works for them, fair play. But I, I have BT. I've not watched a single oh. second of WWE on BT, and I've no intention of ever watching a single solitary second of it on my television. So. NXT maybe, but that's about it for me. And even then, I'm going to be watching it online. I'll yeah. probably find another way of watching it. <laughs> Just um, not to give them the viewing figure. I, I, no, I, I, yeah, I want to watch it at my own convenience. Yeah. I don't want to watch it when BT broadcast it. Unless it well, comes they put on. the whole show on the on-demand and stuff. Oh, do they? I've still not well, bothered. The best of the night TV at that, at least, JP. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. Just giving up with ITV. They've just, I think last week's episode still isn't on the ITV player. So, yeah. ITV Hub's always been shit. Yeah, yeah. It's a joke, isn't it? Yeah, there's a lot of issues with ITV in general, isn't it, that we've gone into in quite some detail. Exactly. Yeah. Anything more at all after WWE, AW, NXT? I gotta say, we just spoke about you know AEW being a bit unfocused and a bit all over the place. <laughs> this show, what an episode this was! <laughs> it really was. I, I threw my notes out like within the first five minutes. Show yeah. we just we went from subject to subject, and it, it it it's either worked or it's been a fucking car crash. And that's AEW, so there's a good uh, exactly sim, good that's TNA. TNA. We've yeah. had a few very focused episodes recently, yes. and that BWE. If you didn't listen to that one on NXT yeah. UK, thoroughly recommend that episode on the uh, BWE. Oh, one of I think we deserved, uh, you know, a, a riff yeah. and a and a wrath on all things wrestling tonight. Total us. non-stop bollocks. Yeah, yeah. Is that the name of the yeah. show? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But star for the O, obviously, but very much that. Uh, I've already put like the worst swear words in there, Joe. Uh, JP, I can fit that in. Um, but yeah, I was going to say, yeah, we've done a lot of serious shows recently. Like we did the uh, the Grapple Top 10 last week. Poor Gareth, the last mm-hmm. week, he's been working on the Grapple 100 uh, and, a, and a new website for Grapple that's, uh, that he was planning on launching last week. But yeah, I think real life gets in the way. And yeah, there's, uh, so there's some, uh, some tech difficulties that got in the way. But I am told uh, this morning, uh, as of the time this website, this uh, this podcast comes out, or at least at some point today in the in the next 24 hours, I don't want to promise too much for, for Gareth. The Grapple 100 is going to be coming out. And yeah, he's been putting uh, a lot, a lot of work into that. So hopefully uh, people do check that out and, uh, and see for the uh, the full grapple list. Yeah. Um, but yeah, other than that, I suppose there's uh, not much to talk about. So as next week, we'll be back to talk. You know, we didn't get a chance to talk. Yeah, they watched some NWA power this week going into their big pay-per-view. Mm. There was a great uh, Scott Steiner promo. I never thought, there you go, there's another lad who can turn up on that uh, on that TNA show. Uh, I'm going to be watching that this weekend. I assume you're going to be as well, JP. Uh, yeah. It'll be AW to talk about. Is it Rumble this weekend? It Fucking is. hell, it's the Rumble as well. Oh, yeah, that's that the says everything. <laughs> that Your reaction says everything. Me I'm and JP have set up our way of watching it. Like, I've never looked forward to a Royal Rumble less. Yeah. But, yeah, you know, we've got to get our takes on that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, I do have plans to go to Marty's. I just forgot about that. Oh, there's uh, fuck. Worlds Collide, more NXT UK. Yes. Oh, no, that, that's the Saturday show instead of a takeover, isn't it? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. Oh, mate, a gallus on that one. <laughs> Had a golf one. Yeah, yeah, they'll be all over it. Oh, I can't well. wait. There's the highlight for the next episode. Next time we meet up, lads, we need to do that gallus handshake like those uh, co-opted journalists did at the... Uh, 
I don't know if you saw that, the NXT UK presser. No. They all did the big Gallus handshake with Gallus, and I was just cringing. That's why we don't get invited to this kind of stuff. Who are these? Who's this mob doing it? Just a load. You know, the Janos who get invited to the BT Sport Live stuff and the Triple H press conferences and stuff. Like the yeah. guys who know nothing about wrestling. Yes, the guys whose only yeah. context is WWE. Yeah, or those pretend guys. not to know anything about it. Yeah. They know nothing about wrestling. <laughs> Look, do you reckon they know Lenny fucking Sinclair is and his FMW <laughs> history? No, they fucking don't. Do you reckon they know Rick Bogner is? Do you reckon they were watching Mike Horse? I wasn't watching Mike Horse with FMW back in the day. When he was Gladiator. Do you reckon they've got any fucking idea who the fucking Gladiator is? Nah. <laughs> They, all they know about is fucking Gallus and doing meme handshakes and thinking it's funny. They need to watch some bloody death matches from FMW. And get Early their, 90s All Japan tag. That puts some airs in mate, the they, they need to get their balls wet, and that's all I'll say. <laughs> anyway, what am I talking about? Well, on that note, yeah, they can't give a better <laughs> note for us to go out. As I said, uh, follow Grapple on Twitter, at Grapple App, and uh, yeah, the Grapple 100 should be out soon enough. Follow JP at JPGP. Uh, follow me at Benson Richard E. JP, uh, your Thunderstruck episode did in fact drop this last yes. weekend. Oh, I've got for that. To it, yeah? I'm looking forward to it, JP. Okay. Oh, I do. Yep, I'm on there talking about... Um... The resident Liger expert is back in action. <laughs> <huh>? <laughs> there it is. Um, yeah, talking with WH. Um, really good fun. Yeah, talking about the um, Yoshinabe... Uh, uh, Kanemaru versus Liger match from uh, Noah Departure, which I would also say as well, for anyone who ever watches Noah Departure, watch that Akiyama Kabashi match. Oh, great match. Absolutely fucking great match. brilliant yeah, as yeah. well. Um, so, yeah, did that. That's out at the minute as well. You got any more Liger podcasts coming up? I think that might be it. Yeah. That's a shame. Yeah. <laughs> you should do a tri- you've done two. Do a trilogy. Get a third one out there. Perhaps me and you will do one. Nah, I can't. Yeah, bother. we will. Nah, I can't. Oh, bother. no, you've set yourself up for it now. Yeah, I'm not doing that. Better would do it with you. No, <laughs> no, 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 not of a time. Fair enough. Right, uh, but I anyway, do. Yeah, check that out. Uh, we'll be back next week to talk the uh, the big wrestling weekend that I've just found out is happening. And yeah, we'll see you again next Monday night. Bye. Week two, verse two. Only for you, viewing audience. Check it out. We've been waiting for y'all. Verse two. Ah. Uh. TNA and Spike TV, it's right here for WWE. Oh, we've been waiting for y'all. When we gon' knock your blocks off, don't you know we got prime time, our time. Now we on top. TNA, we're going for that top slot. We've been waiting for y'all. And we gon' knock your blocks off. Bandana, some kicks, and some baggy pants. Put a chain on his neck, tell him he's a thug and teach him how to dance. But I don't sweat you, you smell like doo-doo. is so uncool, your federation too is drastic, drastic. I see you cause you're plastic, inside of any max elastic. That's why you get a push, you bastard. But now it's time, you said it, now back it up. Put a hump in your back and avoid the slack, cause I'm calling your bluff. No persuading, you're fading. TNA is upgrading. You against us on a Monday night show, that would be derating. You circus clowns, get ready to throw down. Get your head and your tail in between your legs, cause this the first round. TNA and Spike TV, and it's right here for WWE. We've been waiting for y'all. We gonna knock your blocks off. Don't you know we got prime time, our time. Now we on top. TNA and Spike TV, that one. For WWE. 
It's oh. my time, my time. Oh, 